Look into the eyes of a grown man Been that since 13 Spoil your plans and hurt dreams Before I knew the coke game I worked schemes I ain't trying to play that broke game I thirst cream Half of you chumps who holler it Man you lactose tolerant You can't touch the cheese Since a buck I was wild with it Puffing trees Never stuck a shot at The D's Mentality of a young nigga Let astray Don't ask me Ask my pop I was bred this way I ain't complaining I got war stories I can show stitches South Philly got the fight game So vicious Where I'm from dog Life game so vicious Or die by these trife Hold hands, let me walk you through it. I speak the truth, let me talk you through it. Prick, yeah, back on the mission, out the kitchen, uh -huh. back at it, uh -huh. playing with black magic. Right. One Mac 11, one, one seven, a line up, fold up, up chairs with one reverend. reverend. Leave three bastards in tears with one widow. 50 cars back to back with, with sticking windows. windows. Hollow points clap from Mac, sit in the menu. Nurses gotta cut your back, getting them out you. Disabled niggas get staples and shit pouch. Shift over your liver, enable and reroute you. Give you niggas tubes and Cables to spit out you know the, rules. know the rules of engagement I, I gotta, gotta out you Mac, uh-huh On the low dough Prick I move blocks and pounds I move out on small blocks and towns I move out with small blocks and towns And take everything Block it down Fuck the haters Cops in pocket now All you neighbors in pocket now Listen When it come to coke You can't out with me I'm on cheap About to take over the city of Philly Like John Street Nigga ass all y'all fiends They call me Chef Boyard Beans Beanie Crocker Cook coke proper Right amount of flour sift Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the world. This is Hood Claxus and this is episode number two. But before we get started with the episode, um, let my man Shahid tell you a little about himself and how we even just started to do a podcast. So my name is Shahid, I'm 40 years old, currently live in Texas. We start... How we started a podcast is actually how we started actually becoming friends because somehow we met through mutuals on Twitter. You know, Twitter is you like something, somebody else like it, and you see the likes and stuff. So it would actually involve wrestling. You know, we made some wrestling tweets. I liked his, he liked mine. We saw each other like, oh, good. A person that watched wrestling that's not a weirdo. So maybe that's a good thing. See how I got certain things in common. Then Jeff wanted to jump in no podcast waters like everybody else. Like, I want to do a podcast. You want to do a podcast? I'm like, sure, let's do a podcast. And somehow we clicked and it just went from there. Uh, yeah, that sums it up right there. <laughs> uh, we got episode two here and we are going, we're going to do a uh, street property state property excuse me beanie siegel uh beanie siegel movie pretty much uh from rockefeller came out in 2002 they spent six hundred thousand dollars on the movie they made back over 200 million i mean two two million we'll be we'll be at state property what five now they made over 200 mm -hmm. million but uh yeah let's go ahead and talk about uh the movie and what it means to you because you know you are from philly so you can talk about how you feel about the movie so it's basically based off you know loose events like true life story like aaron jones and the jbm junior black mafia that was you know in the philly and drugs in the 80s and 90s and because that was that was actually a thing and it's i think somebody's like mary j blige or somebody's coming out with a movie Related to that, like a woman like in the late 80s, early 90s, matter of fact, 
I don't know if it's a movie or show. So anyway, it's like that's one is kind of based in real life stuff too. Like during this two thousand early two thousands, you know, Rockefeller was basically like the main thing in rap. Beanie Seagull was this up and coming thing. And you know how people from the hood is like, I'm gonna bring my whole crew. So he basically had a whole crew of people from Philadelphia that was just rapping. And they got successful. And this was almost kind of like it's funny, I don't know if the movie was kind of like advertising for the album or vice versa because it almost seemed like you know they came out with an album around this time it was kind of like based you know a lot of the music's in the movie and i remember this movie coming out and i don't remember i didn't see it in the movie theater because i don't even know where it was where it was playing at i remember getting on dvd i remember watching it and just thinking like wow you know this is professionally done as much as possible on a six hundred thousand dollar budget and then run into people later on, like 10 years later, like, yeah, I watched State Property. And I was like, who watched this? Because I always thought it was like more like a regional, local thing. Yeah. And actually, the movie was the release for the music. That's the way it looks like. Because the, mo- the movie came out on the 18th of January, 2002. And then the uh, actual soundtrack came out on the 29th. Yeah, normally it's the other way around. Movie sells a music, not music sells a movie. So, but yeah, you know, it was it was definitely a thing. Um, and I always say it's kind of. It, I picked this one because we had did New Jack City, and I wanted to do something that was more kind of like more local to me. And we talked about it earlier. Like the more you look into it. It's a lot of comparisons because it's kind of like New Jack City that seemed like it's on a bigger scale, but it was really just handled like, you know, one area in New York. You just don't really think about it when you t- until you take a step out and take the movie. And this one is kind of like handling like, you know, what's going on in Philly and uh, surrounding suburbs, more or less. And we had a discussion about who is the better drug dealer overall between Beans and Nino Brown. Yeah, and I initially pick Nino, but after talk, after you broke it down, it made more sense that Beans was a better drug dealer. But I, I still I still hold on to I would I would have initially had leaned over to Beans more, but I felt like his uh, him being so aggressive was more more his downfall. But I get what you're saying, like it was basically, you know, whatever. Yeah, Jeff said, you know, Nino Brown was more low profile and he wasn't controlled by aggression and then like bite off more than he could chew and i reminded him like mr low profile starts the movie off by dangling a white man off a bridge and he's out there giving thanksgiving turkeys out dressed up like the like the sixth member of new edition so we're gonna let that slide yeah they both had downfalls you know beans was overconfidence and making like Making overconfidence and making sure you don't get the kill shot. Nino Brown was Nino Brown was hubris, but being still alive, Nino Brown wasn't. Beans probably had more profit per expense ratio because Nino Brown was making a lot of money, but he was paying a lot of people. Yeah, that is true. A whole lot of people, a whole lot of people, and Beans just had a small crew. And the biggest difference that I pointed out was like Means was more loyal to his crew than you know Brown was to his. Yeah, he looked out. 
Yeah, I only looked out like the stuff like Nino Brown's messed around, disrespecting his woman, this you know trying to take G Money's woman, running down people the moment stuff get wrong, everything like that. And Beans is all about you know family. This is family and crew. We in this till you die. And like I told Jeff, the stuff would happen with G Money and Pookie would have never happened on Beans Watch. He'd have nipped that in in the bud with the quickness. And now that I think about it, you are right. The more money Nino made, the worse he got. Yeah, because that's how it happens. The more money Beans made, he started looking out, uh, basically putting what giving rings to his what MVP All Stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my day my day ones. Yeah. So, so yeah, okay, all right, all right. You know, the more the more I talk to you about it, but initially I was just like, oh, Nino, of course. But the, now I like what you said. I think the movie was supposed to be. They never said it, but I think that was just supposed to be Harlem he was in. So he was just making money in Harlem. Mm-hmm. It but just I, seemed like it's just this whole because it's funny, like I was, you know, you look at it first lane, think, of course, Nino Brown got a bigger, you know, organization of beans. But I'm like, Nino just took over one building. That's it. Like he was making a lot of money from that one building and handling like, you know, a New York area because a lot of people in New York that was on crack. Or I'm sorry, in New Jack City, that was on crack, so it was money to be made. But it's kind of like you know, he still just took over this one area and was just handling you know this specific area. Like he, he wasn't outsourcing, and it was never like really stated or insinuated that he was. Beans basically had the Delaware Valley more or less. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that was a good topic because I never really thought about it until you asked the question and. It's it's good to see a different perspective because I think if you ask you know a random people they would just say oh Nino of course we know they've seen both movies but yeah this is better I mean that's why we're doing the movie it's like anybody can talk about a movie but we're talking about like what makes the movie tick and it's kind of like Nino Brown flashy and everything like that so you figure you know of course he's doing more successful a million dollar week business yada 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 but I'm like Beans was had a half million dollars to give away for ransom money. Yeah. And, and 50 bricks, not just the money. Like, he had that. He was willing to bribe somebody five million dollars to get him to stay out of jail. So he wasn't like some dude, like, on the block. Yeah, he had... I just wish we knew how much money he was pulling in. Because that's, like you say, he only was paying for, what, six or seven people in his crew. He took out the middleman. So mm-hmm. how much money was he really pulling in, like at least a month? Well, I'm like this. You saw his house. Yeah. So if you live in the Philly suburbs, that's an easy seven-figure house. Two million, two, two to two point five, easy. Like back then, you know he. He, I don't know. We'll get into the movie because they never really give you, and they kind of vague with that. In the same way, New Jack City about how much money they had when they started. Yeah, like they had a, like they weren't, they weren't super rich, but they weren't like you know, Wu Tang broke, plucking roaches out the cereal box. Yeah, that's that's also true. Before we start talking about the movie, let's talk about the casting of Beanie Siegel because we we talked about that too, as far as. This movie was, you know, pretty much his movie. It was him and everybody else around him because, like you said, it was a lot of. There wasn't any scenes without him in it. He was doing the heavy lifting, and I will say this: this movie, 
whatever you say about it, it does not work without Beanie Seagull at all. Like if you, because this movie could easily just look real hokey and trash, and we've seen a lot of hood movies that have looked hokey and trash because the lead actor basically could not be believable. And there's always a, th- it's a funny thing when it comes to rapping actors because they say like a lot of rappers are good as actors because they're faking anyway. So it's just like you know it's like faking on a different scale, but this one works because you never feel like Beanie Siegel's faking. The movie starts as a lot of these hood movie starts in a strip club, but this is a strip club during the daytime. And until I moved to Texas, I did not know that was a thing. I would have never pictured somebody going to strip club like two o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. But <laughs> apparently, that's a thing in like certain places, kind of like you know, time to relax and everything. And it's you know, music's playing. You see Beans and Baby Boy, played by Lil Sparks. His his number basically this is like his right hand man, his conscience, something like that. And he also does a good job of like being like the voice of reason for beans and almost kind of like the viewpoint for us. Wait for, a like, the, for like the audience. Baby boy is the is the conscious because he sounded yes. like, he's almost as wild as beans. But he the whole thing is like you need somebody to be there to kind of like play off beans. Cause who else think about it? Who else, who's the most he interacts with in the movie? Baby boy. Yeah. So if it's not like a point of view from beans and isn't because it's funny where a lot of times it's like one character is a point of view from him, but you can only get so much based on what he's doing. If you don't have anybody else interacting, then it's like a it's like a solo slasher movie. So baby boy is kind of like this whole thing. Like how does we're getting to see how beans interacts with like the outside world? If it make, I know it's weird, but like think about it. if Baby Boy's not in there, it's just Beans hollering at people. <laughs> okay, I mean I can see it that way, but I just felt like every time Baby Boy said something, it was like Beans wasn't hearing it from nobody. If Beans, but at the end, of, you know it's like Beans would get up, and this happens in this this scene happened a lot of scenes. Beans would get upset what Baby Boy would say, but by the end of the scene, they come to understanding, they understand where they're coming from, and normally Baby Boy would say something to get Beans to laugh. To kind of like diffuse it because it's kind of like you, if you got a friend you know how your friend is and you know what makes your friend tick you know like when when beef is beef you know how let's let stuff go and you know how to diffuse it and you can tell that like baby boy was like real good at diffusing stuff yeah okay All right. so anyway they're there at the club and baby boy wonder why beans got his face all frowned up and beans <laughs> like we in this shitty club in the afternoon i'm trying to make real money move my mom out in the crib get a new crib for my girl i'm trying to see my girl i gotta wait for her mom to leave and hide in the closet and just the the idea of beanie siegel hiding in the closet <laughs> seeing his girl because over her mom's house is just hilarious on so many levels because like he don't seem that type no not at all but he must really love this girl enough to do it and it's funny everybody from the hood what's the first thing they want to do i want to get a house for my mom whenever they make it that's what they always say i want to get a career for the mom and then the career for me and the girl live somewhere nice it never fell and you know what's funny a little sick way you never you rarely hear white athletes say that because most of the time they don't have to say that's like my parents got a house i don't need to get them one 
You ever hear Tom Brady talking about? You ever hear somebody Tom Brady talking about? I got my mama house. No, but I'm going to say that you know they got one, but you don't never hear them say it. No, you know. Do right. Do you really think they got one? Like, if they got money, why would they need a bigger house? If they already got a nice house. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a choose to believe that not every white athlete is got money like money like that. I'm sure you know. I don't know. I would say the narrative normally like it's definitely poor white athletes, but the narrative normally go and it's and it's definitely like black athletes with money because Clay Thompson ain't getting his parents a house because <laughs> he, he don't need to like Steph Curry don't need to get Dale Curry a new crib they fine so but it's kind of like when you come from the hood or the projects it's all that's the first thing you think about getting your mama a house and it, and it never fails because like mom was there to take care of you so anyway the whole thing is and it's funny most of the movies most of these type of movies start where okay I need to find the money to get this thing started for them they have money because baby boy asked beans about you know how you want to change what about the you know we need buy money because first this first idea is like you know you're talking about taking over the city we need to work for somebody to kind of like do that and he's like nah we're gonna work for ourselves and uh, my plan is we're just gonna eliminate the competition yeah. like walmart that's a plan <laughs> for good or bad that's a plan yeah, and their whole thing is like we're gonna go to each block and you don't give you option you work with us or you out of here. And it's like, you know, we are I got the buying money, don't worry about that. But my main th- his main thing is I need muscle. So for them, money's not an issue, manpower is. And that's normally not and it's weird because that's normally not a problem in these type of situations. And you would think Okay, so I'm thinking about this. Where did these other people come from? From the other to people that they went and told, like, yo, you gonna get down or lay down? Because I know, okay, so Beans and Peanut later on is established. D Nice just got out of jail, mm-hmm. so that's where they come from, and they recruit Bliss. So I guess these other four dudes are kind of like, I guess, you know, yeah, they recruit, you know, get down or lay down. Because yeah. I'm thinking, Beans ain't got no friends. A baby boy, <laughs> baby boy, and D Nice. That's a small ass circle, but I guess it worked. Because I mean, circle, when you think keep about your it, circle small, you trust them. When you think about it, it was just him and Baby Boy to make that money, you know, to to buy the product. Mm-hmm. Or nobody else. So anyway, man, the problem manpower solves itself because we get introduced to Bliss, played by Memphis Bleak, aka Jay Z's right hand man for a long time. I don't know if he still is. And like we talked about before, one thing you know, it's like he's walking with a limp. You couldn't figure out why when I first watched the movie. And then I watched the movie with commentary commentary on. And yes, I have this movie on DVD and I did watch it with the director commentary on one day. Apparently, uh, Memphis Bleak broke his foot either before filming or during filming. So that's why he's limping around. It makes it even more hilarious because most of the scenes involved, he's walking to and from places like this man does not have a car. Yeah, you ever you ever notice that? Like when scenes happen, he's walking there and then he's just walking away. Yeah, the only time he had a car was at the end or in yeah. his scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, and this is funny. Like you got this man with a broken foot just wandering in like a ninja. <laughs> so that that goes toward the limitations of filming on a small budget. But anyway, he's in there. He runs it like Inez Timmy, 
whoever some dude is. And when we talk about acting, this is where we come to like the limitations of acting. Cause sometimes you just get somebody and it's like, just say these three lines. And whoever this dude was did not seem like the type that really hung around the neighborhoods that Beanie Single hung around. Cause Memphis be coming like, you know, I heard you was talking, basically like I heard you was talking some shit about me and my family and <laughs> what the dude say, state your business partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and did it in a, did a way that was not believable at all. Like, you know, the type of black person that didn't stop hanging around black people after the age of five. But all of a sudden it's like, can you can you talk that street slang for us? That this type. Might, you know what? This might have been a writer <laughs> on set. He's like, oh, uh, come say these lines, one little line for us. They couldn't find nobody else. And that's what you got. I'm like, I would say he could find somebody, but it's like it's not. It's not really beside rap. Don't beside the 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 woman that plays Bean's girlfriend, like the only actress with like a name name. Everybody's a bunch of no names. I never heard or seen any of these people before or since beside her. So anyway, he's you know he's like state your business. He's like I heard you know they basically going back and forth and do threaten like well, well, do something, bitch. And what does Memphis, what does Blizz do? Shoot him like five times. Yeah. I'm right. in, a, in this damn strip club. Damn strip club. They ride ducked around, beans and baby water under the table, and they intrigued. Everybody else running out. It's like, oh, that's the type of person we need. Because later on, we see them in beans. Nice SUV. I mean, it's not an Escalade, but it's decent. It's not like rattling or rusty, anything like that. And basically, talking about, oh, you know, he just went in here, blast honest. Timmy, we need soldiers like that. And one of the funniest scenes in the movie come in. Because Blizz is just walking down the street in daytime after sh- after shooting somebody, and they scream out the side of the car, "Yo, Blizz!" And what does Blizz do? He just turns around and lets lets a shot off. <laughs> hey, you, 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 you say, hey, it's baby boy, <laughs> it's baby boy and beans. What you but, doing? Oh my bad! Like you shooting up the man, right? Is that your first instinct when somebody call your name out? You shoot, you pulling out, you pulling out, Jeff? Uh no. Cause you ain't Blizz. Blizz built for that Metal Gear Solid life. Yeah. <laughs> and I just and that just make me wonder what type of life Blizz was living. Like that's my first reaction. Like I'm, sh- you know, people say shoot first, ask questions later. He really shoot first. Well, I guess he was thinking, you know, he just shot somebody, so he was, you know, he had his head on a swivel. But I'm like, if somebody got beef with you, they ain't calling your name out. Yeah, that's true. So that's something else I didn't think about too. So it's like, yeah, he just on a, he just quick trigger. So after he lets the shot off at the man car, he gets in and he basically talked about what happened. So basically they don't go too deep into it. Whoever this dude was disrespecting him or his, or his family in some way. And he's like, you know, I got a code. You don't disrespect the man's mom, your girl or your seeds. So he had to go and it's like, all right, I need something like that. We working on something. So we need shooters. So they drive away. And then six weeks later is when they start doing their business. Because at first they show up. No, the hood bodega, delicatessen, whatever you want to call it. You know, they're out there. And this when we first introduced the peanut. He's like, how come you out here and you making money? He's like, I'm out here. But other people out here too. And, you know, this old man Futz talking about, I got to wait. I got to get the leftovers. This is block. And we see Futz dressed like any black man that used to be cool in the 70s. <laughs> I'm so mad that you had 
you you had tweeted uh text me and you were like you know too bad what happened with futz and i was like who is futz because it's been a while since i've seen the movie and as soon as i saw i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah and he's out there he's you know that shirt the rock used to wear in the 90s it looked real different when they ain't the rock wearing it out there with the hat and it's like you can't tell an old man with a hat that he ain't cool i'm sorry those are rules and it's like yo fuds what up nigga don't go put no onions on this shit in the damn hot dog i mean them hot dogs that hot dog's probably hitting good when he was eating the mustard like that and as soon as he been an onion he was like because people who don't like onions Ooh, they really don't like onions. Yeah. It's like it's like anything you order. It's like because me, I don't like tomatoes. So when you actually put some tomato on, and I don't know what I buy into it, it just messes up the whole sandwich for me. So I can understand where Futz was coming from. So also, what you learn about old people is when they standing up and talking, and you want to talk to them, you need to stand up and talk. Ain't no talking from outside the car. You sitting down because you know they ain't tried that. Let me holler at you. Like what Futz say? Look here, little nigga. You want to talk to me? You get out the car and stand up and talk to me like a man. Yeah, give him the respect he deserves. <laughs> yeah, because old, old people they want their respect, especially old black proud, proudful men. Like this man is definitely proud because he's dressing like that and he running his block selling drugs. So, baby boy is looking at him like he just got his face all frowned up. Like let's, like let's just get him. Bean and Bean's playing it cool. What's cool is Bean's playing it. And then we had talked about this before. Beans get out the, tr- the truck. And one thing you notice about Beans in this movie is when he's plotting, he's never looking at you in the eyes. Everything about his body all shifted. Like his neck is moving around, his his mouth curl, and it's kind of like he just real sneaky. Mm-hmm. He doing that little fuss out here, you out here, short stopping my business. And it's all like, you know, like somebody like hustling you. He's like, oh, he's trying to get over. And then Fuss is like, you know, this is my block. And it's always going to be my block. And I'm going to be here to the day I die. Dig me. And he's like, yeah, I dig you like a shovel. The little head nod. Blizz come out here with the two guns like Resident Evil. <laughs> so had the, had the young boys go back in the bodega. They get Fuss in the alley. And there's like, you know, basically like Fuss is over for you. He's like, what you talking about? And then. Beans hit him with the before Beans hit him with the bat, but before that, it took me about five times watching this before I realized this. Baby boy kicks dirt on his on his pants. Like he had the damn coach for the Phillies and got ejected <laughs> out the game. Yeah, like a baseball manager. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. Um <laughs> That it happened because they out there. He got a gun. He got two guns on him. Beans got the bat on him, and Big Boy still felt angry enough. To, like I'm gonna kick dirt on you. And he basically like you know we got rules of this. He's like fuck that. I make the rules. I'm gonna break the rules. Like I'm gonna break it. Basically like your time over. It's my time now. And he basically beats him 95 percent to death with a bat. Yeah, because that five percent is still up there. <laughs> and they got a point of view too. So like the camera's basically looking at like you futs watching this crazy man in a in a bloody white beater just beating you to death with a bat. Like I told you, fuss, I told you just hitting him over and over again. And you see Blizz and Baby Boy got they felt they face frowned up like damn beans. I mean I knew it was like that, but I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. He's like, oh rack this fat boy up. <laughs> put him in a dumpster and spoiler alert they do not wrap him up 
and they somewhat pick him up, but he helped. <laughs> he, okay, he was twitching. <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking about when he was getting that garbage can. He was helping them out. I know exactly. Uh, that's what I said, too. He was twitching. It was a reflex. But no, <laughs> this is what happens. You do not have professional actors, and you got these three dudes trying to lift this fat old man into a dumpster. Let's just say he had it was some assistance by the body, and they leave him in the dumpster. And I guess it's like no one checks on futs, no one worries about that. Yeah, there was, and it, it just they just go. There was no repercussions with that at all. I noticed when it was black on black crime, you did not see the cops unless you were supposed to see the cops. But not only it that, was like John, it was like John Wick. John Wick. Not only that, Futz ain't had nobody who was really like a right hand man that was like, "Yo, we gonna get him back." Or... I I have the impression that the people working for Futz didn't really like Futz all that much. Cause why would they? Yeah, cause it looked like all he had was young this cats. Old, yeah, this old man, he had to be what? It's hard with old people, with black people sometimes. I'm they might he was be in his fifties. Fifties, gotta be like you know, yeah, early mid fifties, working a bunch of like what, nineteen to twenty two year olds. And did he seem the type that have the like inspire a whole bunch of loyalty? I'm like no, because otherwise he'd have been out. He would have had somebody would have came and did something when they first came out, or he wouldn't have been rolling solo like everything was all sweet. So anyway, that happens. So now you got a little crew, and then beans run up on Snoop, and by this point, you know, words coming out because he's like, "Yo, Snoop!" And what's the first thing Snoop sees? He's like, "Ah, shit, yeah. right here." Uh, being like you see beans, you know what's going on. I see you know, and then beans do the thing like I see your little pockets, little light, snacking his pockets, like making fun, like he broke. He like you know brushing off, like what you trying to do? You know, I'm just trying to recruit you for my team and everything like that. You know, you can work for me. And Snoop does not. Well, Snoop kind of knows. But it's like this ain't necessarily like he asking you. This is kind of like you know I'm telling you this is what's going to happen. And Snoop's like I ain't really trying to get with your squad like that. And he's like you're going to get down or lay down. And is Beans big boss? Absolutely. Because the reason I asked that, how would he know? Okay, so Snoop starts running. Mm-hmm. He just played the eyes like he's going to run down this way. I'm just going to have Baby Boy waiting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it ain't a dirt. Not a dirt road. It's like it's multiple directions to go. Okay, we well, be in the city. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. What I'm thinking is that where Beans had parked the truck at, he figured he wasn't going to run that way, so he would run. I mean, okay. he they so played he against. Gonna, he guessed. So, so he wasn't going like. I mean, he could have just ran across the street, but it's like if he ran the other way, what are you gonna have? <laughs> you gonna have Peanut chase him? So anyway, he's running and Blair's super assassin out there just waiting with. Was it a shotgun? Was it a shotgun? I can't remember. It looked like a shot. Yeah, it looked like a shotgun. Just waiting with a shotgun. And they said the reason why they didn't show the shot, but it had to sound like the gun broke. So this is the reason why you, you hear the shot, but you don't see like a muzzle flash. And that was the reason. So anyway, because first he come out there and he just clocks him straight in the mouth. As soon as he runs the alley, then shoots him, gives the hand signal. The first of many times to get that hand signal, and then you know he recruits the young guns. Like, what you gonna do? Get it lay down. Get down. What was that? Get down. Yeah, it's like they were not trained actors. Those were the only lines they had in the movie, and you did not see them again. 
and it's just funny thinking about that. It's like it's a difference between people that feel comfortable on screen and people who aren't, and they did not seem comfortable. Well, around this, they were they were actually kids, weren't they? Like Chris, yeah, look, Chris is like sixteen yeah. or seventeen. Yeah, these are like kids, and it's kind of like I don't think um, no better love came out to like what a couple, maybe a couple, a year later, two years later. Yeah. <clears throat> so they were like, and they were young when that came out. So they were super young when this was out. So it's like kids being kids, and it's like you know, everybody and Michael B. Jordan being Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> So after this, a year, so this, after this, a year's, you know, has gone by and it's just basically established, like, you know, Beans is like, he's making his name through Philly because now they got the big house, his girl. Oh, before we go by, we got introduced, like, Beans has a girl, Isha. And she looks like the type of girl that somebody with Beans could actually get in date. Played by Sunday Carter, who's been in a lot of, like, Movies and like you know, she's like us. She's basically like the Tyler Perry level actress as far as like what type of movies and shows she's in. So, so she has been in other things. Yes, okay. she has been in a lot. Of, she has been in a lot of things. Like if you go her IMDb, her IMDb is kind of like it's up until 2015. It's funny she was in a whole bunch of like State Proud is the first thing she was in, and then. She's in a bunch of stuff. She's in like Soul Plane. She was in, you know, other Next Day Air, some other stuff, and like Little Hood stuff. And then she was there up until, you know, 2011. And then IMDb freezes. So, okay. yeah, that's what happens. But anyway, she's there. She's very believable. Like I'm this Philly girl, like dating this dude. Like I know he a rock boy, like that. But he treat me well and stuff. Because Beans has, because like, it's not something where you see the two of them. It's like there's no way they could be together. Because she's very attractive, but it ain't like they have chemistry together. Because he's joking there. He's like, hey, hey, jeans. I see you there, ass fat. You know, people be all ignorant. They see yeah. some pretty girl and it's flirting. Like, hey, Isha. You know, she's like, I don't talk to broke ass niggas. Like all flirting like that. Talking about, you know, I ain't broke. And they just flirting around, talking like, you know, I'm going to go out in the club. And, you know, can I go out? Don't be all mad. Talking about, you know, I got to be home by nine and all this stuff. I don't be here. You complaining. Like stuff, a couple, they act like how a hood couple acts like. Like you can tell they love each other. They like cracking jokes. It's chemistry and stuff. And I like that because a lot of these movies don't have that vibe. It's like, I'm going to (sighs) put... In different hands, they would put somebody to look a lot different with beans. Cause look at all, cause you see the other brother. Look who they with, like women wise. Like I say, look who's the the person we'll get to next. Like his woman, like his woman, looks a certain way, and they didn't have beans for that type of girl. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, the chemistry has to work because, yeah, it's a movie that I think gonna be our third movie that the chemistry. Oof. One of the couples in the movie is off, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that's and that's more because of acting. But we'll we'll leave that alone. Yeah, chemistry helps when you can actually like act, and Sunny Carter can act okay, act well enough for this movie. So this established like you know. So now it's a year later. Bean's got this real nice house. My house is very nice. I'm mm-hmm. seven figures easy, and that's when it start questions like how much money they making. 
Because this is before they cut out the middleman. They still got the middleman. But it's like, he got a nice big house. Live out in the suburbs. And everybody all looking relatively happy, more or less. They having this, you know, birthday party for his daughter. And girl, you know, he should complain like, yeah, we got a big house and anything like that. And, you know, he buy gifts. I just wish he spent more time and stuff. And it's always a whole, you know, time versus money. And one thing you learn is money can overcome a lot of things. But once you get to a certain money point, the money does not matter anymore. And then, like, the humanity part still is the aspect. Like, the memories, the things money can buy, and I'm, I'm selling Mr. Rogers, the things money can buy cannot replace the memories that spending time creates. No, you're right. And, and she's talking about this whole, like, you know, he's never around. That's what she's around more. Even though, like, she's in this big-ass house. And she living well, well than most. And it's like, you know, if you're a woman in that environment, you only like your options gonna be real limited if you yourself aren't doing it. And more than likely, the odds will state that you will not be making that type of money. So either she gonna be dating an athlete, and that means I got an athlete before he made money. Because normally it's like you see that you see, no, you know how you watch drafts, you no know, NBA, NFL drafts, mm-hmm. and you see the wives, and you can tell if he married her before he got drafted. Or after he got drafted. Oh yeah. Because when they, yeah, because when they look a certain not we're not talking about like looks, but when they have a certain vibe, look a certain way, it's like yes, that's my ride or die. He loyal, they like that day one. And when they look like a different way, it's like oh yeah, you know I got as soon as I got the check, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm upgrading. Like you like you know, Biggie Smalls baby mama looked a certain way, and then he married Faith. So. Yeah, I mean, look, look at look at Russell Wilson. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like these, like these, yeah, Russell, like Russell Wilson, like Joel Embiid is dating a Brazilian model. Change I don't, me. I don't think he was, I don't think he was doing that when he was in college or when he was in Cameroon. There's yeah. no shame to the game, but it's kind of like that's how I go. And Beans is the type, so she's gonna, for her, Beans is gonna be her best option of getting into a situation like that because otherwise, more likely she would never be in that type of situation. And Beans is the type where loyalty is most important. And he don't seem like the type I'm just gonna trade in a girl for another girl. No. In this movie, he was set as far as that. That was his ride or die. So. And he riding or die, and then so meanwhile they chilling in the house, and my man D Nice comes home, little Skino, and it's funny where. He doesn't do that much in this movie. He does a lot more state property too, which we're going to get into. But one thing about D Nights, they all talk about like he all cool and relaxed. And that's the vibe is like, you know, he never get all he never gets hype. Yeah, he ain't high, he ain't low. He's always He's like, I'm chilling, anything like that. And it's like we need people like that in my crew. And he's like, Yeah, come get this money all about the fuck down. <laughs> Cause like baby boy, you know, baby boy looking like, you know. I don't really know him this well. As soon as he said that line, it's like, all right, D, I hear that. Like, yeah, I can vibe with this dude. And they all vibe and like how they all make him money, you know. They people respect us like the old black mob. It's like they gonna respect like the new black mob. And then this dude, I guess he's the weed man trying to get in there when yeah. they do the whole toast sticker for life and he all light and they smack his hand when he start clowning them. This will come back later. Now wait a minute. That's that was E, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was his girl's cousin had to be it's the only reason he'd be around yeah which 
makes me wonder how she handled what happens to him later. What happened to him? He all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just this was some ice on it. He all right. So this is so this is a year. This is a year later going on, and he's still making moves. First next person on the list, Butter. Played by Rail. Did Rail ever come out with an album? Uh, I think so. I really believe he did come out with an album, but this was one of the casting decisions. I was like, what? But yeah, I think he did come out out. Unreleased. Oh wow. He did He just came out with a whole bunch of singles and singing a whole bunch of hooks. Well, wait, did he come out with like a mixtape? I ain't counting no mixtapes. <laughs> Look, I thought Rail came out with an album. I am surprised. Of course, cuz you figure anybody that came out around that time had to come out with at least one album cuz like we all heard Rail, but it's like how many albums Nate Dog come out with? Was it one or two? Exactly, exactly. That's Nate Dog. So, yeah, because I'm thinking around that time. Because I remember what, what was the name of that group? Chris John, Chris John. I know they they had an album. So I figured Ray, Rail was around that time. I figured he might have came on the album too. Ah, okay. Everyone assumed, everyone assumed that because he was around long enough to do it, but you know it didn't happen. So anyway, yeah. So Rail was playing butter and he's kind of like the next you know the next level up it's funny how we almost treat this like a video game like it's this next level up boss like because the first two bosses me is handled with the quickness or else takes a little more work because he first drop up and light-skinned dudes like you want to buy something he like do i look like want to get smoke some crack and i'm like yeah he dropped out on a damn like escalade or like a you know a full, like a nice SUV. at this point beans has upgraded his suv Imagine you see somebody drive off in a tricked out SUV and ask them if they want to get some crack. That was I like, think that, that was on some disrespect shit right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, you all dropped up here looking at me like you want something like, yeah, tell your man Rail, you know, call me within 24 hours. I'll expect to be hearing from him and drove off. They're looking like, who this dude right here? And they see the license plate, like, ABM, they're trying to figure out, and then Rail show up. But a holla, come out here. And you know what I noticed? He's the type of dude from the hood that women love because, like, they like them skinny dudes. Skinny. <laughs> like, they love those skinny, handsome dudes. Not always kind of like, he ain't going to protect you. What you doing, girl? But whatever. You like what he like. Yeah. He like, does. that. I call it the, lud- the ludicrous bill, basically. He, that has all, that has, it's undefeated. He definitely got the steal on him because uh, Beans can knock him out if he really yeah. got in a fight. And he out here, and the young, and the light skinned dude is like, you know, Scott came up here, like, you ever heard this dude named Beans? He's like, oh, no. Beans, like, yeah, he want to see you in 24 hours. He's like, tell me what he look like. He's like, you know, dude, drive out, tricked up SUV, ABM. Like, ABM? The dudes took over such and such? He's like, yeah, I heard they took over the whole West, the whole West Side. So people know who Beans are at this point in ABM, how they roll. He's, but they not at the level where they run. They, they have enough of a name that people have heard of them, but they not like a, I'm the top crew because you you see how butter response is like they got they wait up for it. they can mess with me like that. Okay, explain this to me. The West Side. When you say how big is the West Side? When, you know, just so West, I can West, know. Okay, so Philadelphia is broken up in like regions and districts, but it's funny where we don't say East Philly. Mm-hmm. It's North Philly, South, West, Northeast. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of like you, if someone say East Philly, they ain't from Philly. 
you never say East Philly. You say Northeast or Southeast. Like you see Southeast, South, like you'll say like West, but you don't say East. West Philly is large. Philly in general is large, but Philly, the best way to describe Philly is like, it's a large city with a whole bunch of like sections of like town where I lived in West, like I was born in South Philly and then I moved to West Philly. Depending on what demographic you're coming from, it can be parts of Philly you would never go to. Like Northeast Philly, never went there. N- had no reason to. And it ain't the type of place, like, you know, still hang out in certain type of places like a tourist. Like, you from West Philly, you ain't hanging out in Northeast Philly. Because they look a certain way, and you don't look that way. That's just gotcha. how it goes. Like, it's some mixing, depending, like, South Philly, it's like mixing, depending on the neighborhood. West Philly, not really. Downtown, if you got money, Central City, yeah, if you got money, it's like that. But that's basically how Philly is. Like it's like basically like sections here, and they don't really intermingle too much. So Beans basically like you know, from the way they're describing, he run West Philly, which is funny because in real life he's from South Philly. But that's more kind of thing. Like if you're not from Philly, that make, it doesn't. It's just a. It doesn't matter that much because you don't really know. And it's funny how the interaction because it's like. But it's busting him off, and he was like, "Oh, you gonna call him, right?" <laughs> <laughs> like Yimlis looked like, yeah, and But again, this looked like, what team you on? Yeah, he, and, he, yeah, he was kind of like, "What the fuck you mean? Am I gonna call him?" And I always laugh when I see that because he just makes sure to drop him, like you know, because they brushing him off, like, "Yeah, you gonna call him back?" So anyway. He's like, he gave it on man tomorrow while y'all sitting down. This ain't like this a part time job. <laughs> yeah. Like, go, go sell some drugs. What are you doing? Ain't no water break. Like, ain't, they ain't got no unions. I always find that comical in movies. That, that just like in paying food. What y'all doing sitting here, man? <laughs> like, bro. Crack don't, crack don't sell itself. <laughs> but you know, the one thing about that is kind of like, I always laugh how they treat it. Because at least here is kind of like they keep it local. I laugh at some movies where they people try to pick around like drug dealers like driving to the suburbs to sell drugs. No. People from the suburbs gonna drive to the hood to sell to get drugs. Yeah. Drug dealers, yeah, like crime doesn't travel. <laughs> That's the thing about crime. Like for for most like small town crime for the most part, it's local. You robbing this around. You ain't ain't no road like what they say in the wire. Ain't no road trips. Ain't no road <laughs> games. Remember how they clown the stringer bell to you? And quick aside, because I just thought about that. You know how insane it was. You you watched the wire, right? Yeah. How insane it was that Stringer Bell was trying to plot to kill Clay Davis. He I, was a black senator from Maryland. A senator. And Stringer Bell was going to get the hood boys like, yeah, we're going to get Clay because he got mad because he got his money stolen. Yeah. In retrospect, like, what? <laughs> Just think about that. A mad, that'd be like, what's the equivalent? Somebody being mad, so mad at Kamala Harris, I'm going to get two dudes from the, they'd be like Snoop Dogg trying to assassinate Kamala Harris. I'm gonna get the yo. I'm gonna get the East Siders. We gonna go up and we gonna put we gonna put hands on it. Like that's a United States senator, and that's why Avon was like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> you know how much heat we gonna get? Like this ain't some dude on the block. Like this is a U.S. senator. We gonna have the whole damn government on us. You need to stop playing these role games." And I I just thought about that as a side because 
that's something that I didn't even think about how stupid Stringer Bell was until they showed the wire again. And that scene always stood out like he was really trying to assassinate a senator with some dudes that was slinging rocks. <laughs> he had a plan. Not a good plan, but he had that, a plan. That, that plan was a shitty plan. But anyway, so anyway, he pays back, you know, butter and butter and beans, anything. And no. you see the woman, you see the woman butter with. Wait a minute. Let's get that page. He paid, he, he pages of it. They're going to say, who is this? Man, you know who the fuck this is. <laughs> What's that nigga butter? It's like, yeah, I just paged. You know who this is. How many pages, how many pages did you send out? <laughs> we just get the cable. It's the cable man. We just call at the same time. So Beans is chilling in his place, and Butter's there. Mm-hmm. And I guess the director said they wanted to show that Butter was like at a higher. It is. It, I laugh at the thought process because it's truth in that, even though it's sad. He wanted to show that Butter was like at a higher level of like income. So he haven't had like this Russian model girl. I don't know if she was an escort, a girlfriend, or what she was. But it's like she there. It's like that's the type black men get, that's the type certain black men get when they get some money that's i ain't gonna say all because i know a lot of y'all be like y'all get a little money that's what y'all want to get and we ain't all of us sisters but i know i know some and i understand why we get that slander what i'm no trying to figure feelings. out is you got women walking around philly looking like that you import them yes but ain't from that neighborhood you okay as someone as someone that's in a certain tax bracket the one thing i've learned is you can find what you can always import things you you a hipster. If you want to get a Dreamcast that plays Third Strike in Japanese, I'm sure you can go on eBay and find one. Well, actually, I got. Well, no, okay, this ain't the yeah, show. I'm sure you got it. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I got. I can find that. And so I'm like, yeah, butter make enough money that he could find a girl like that. Cause they exist, and it's the Northeast. So it'd be so put it this way, it'd be a lot easier for him to find in the Northeast than if he lived in a certain another place. And. He apparently makes enough money to get a woman like that. So that's just showing how much money Butter has. And that's why Butter had this whole thing like, you know, yeah, I heard you coming up, but you ain't like at my level where I'm treating you like that. Because they had the interactions like, you know, I'm going to recruit you for a lieutenant in my army. He like, why well, am I be a lieutenant in your broke ass army when I'm the ruling gentleman, ruling general of mine? Like, because you want to live, pussy. <laughs> And it's like this the whole thing like look man you're gonna get down and lay down and butter's like brushing off like yeah whatever like i'm gonna see you in the streets and he did not take that threat seriously enough yeah i don't know why i i guess it's like you said he still looked at them as like small time corner dudes and it, it, you said you heard him, he, he said he heard him coming up so you should know somebody coming up okay coming you got out a crew you. you got a crew that you heard took over west philly and they calling you. Like, how do you think they took over West Philly? That's true. What do you think they did? Like, he ain't he ain't Jerry Jones. He Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, how do you think he took it? Like, you know how stuff, like, the whole thing like this. Yeah, Butter was, like, real. He knew the threat, but he didn't pay attention to how big the threat was. And he was at the point where it's like, I got my, my white woman. I'm chilling. Because she's like, yeah, what's wrong? He's like, mind your business. And she went through my business like that. And then he's like, yeah, we're going to handle this old basketball playing ass nigga. <laughs> and then the other, his cousin's like, yeah, they got to go. And it was like, what? <laughs> why you talk? Like, why are you talking? You ain't, you a hanger on. Go hang on. And he's, he mouthed off or something. Cause they talking about like, roll up. He's like, yeah. roll, rolling up the shit. They were, <sighs> they were clowned over. He's like, fuck you, B. <laughs> so this is like the scene from Goodfellas with Spider. Oh, man. 
basically. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because, one, Beans ain't the type that you trifle with anyway. And Baby Boy and Blizz was just making it worse. They just egging them on. He's like, what you say? What you say? Get up, E. <laughs> what you say? Nah, fuck you, Blizz. Shut up, Baby Boy. What you say? Say something. What you say? And then it's like this is the most this is the most menacing part of the movie because this go on for like a good two minutes. They said, like, no, you say man. something, say something. No, beans, no, no man. Oh, ain't get to that point yet. Like say something. <laughs> what you say? Yeah. And then like oh, it turned to me like turning me to oh hold on you got jokes. What you say? Say something. You say something. What hand you roll up with? What hand you roll up with? Now fuck you, Blizz and Blizz out there smoking and laughing and all, and they all treat like it's a joke. Yeah. Like tell me what hand you roll up with. What hand you roll up with? You know, it's the hand you roll up with. Shoots him. And apparently he got injured. Like it was a blank, but it was so close. Like he got hit with like yeah. the, the blank cartridge. He actually, he actually bled. So that was actually an accident. Oh my goodness. Look, it's a six hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah. So I guess things things can and happen. We ain't, we ain't talking about Robert Rodriguez either. So <laughs> so you told him he he really was he all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, then, and then baby boy like look at you that's what you talking all that shit and they'll be bleeding all over the sofa and then he had to roll up he had to roll up with one yeah. hand now roll up now roll up go put some ice on he's like yeah alright go put some ice on I, it I just think that was a that, that scene was so good because it was believable and it's I don't know like it just beans like you. I don't think Beans, Beanie Siegel is a person you don't want to trifle with. So that scene just like reinforced. I'm like, what was he? Th- I know people like they get mad enough they just lash out, and he probably just used to getting jokes all the time. He's like, sometimes like, all right, I ain't in the mood for jokes, but you gotta know who you hanging with. If you ain't, if you ain't about that, don't be around them. Yeah, that's what and, like, all the people. I'm like, you gonna mouth off to that man. Like it was you got to you got to know how the whole thing like this. He around them long enough to know he got to know how they roll. But it was even if he ain't see it. It was busy baby boy because if they won't instigate and he wouldn't have said nothing. He wouldn't have said no. he wouldn't have said fuck you beans back. He would just you know accept it and kept it moving. Mm-hmm. And be, it's like soon as it happened, I'm like yeah I thought he was gonna die. But like that's 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 her cousin. Boy that's gonna be awkward to the dinner table because we're each talking about. What you do to my cousin? Nah, she probably wouldn't say nothing because he knows it'd be worse if he say something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they out there playing basketball and one tournament, whatever. And they it's out there. It's funny. It's out there chilling in public because, like you know, I guess this whole that's butters thing is like they got a team because you know rappers, you know, like Rucker Park all had a team, so Philly got the team out there chilling playing ball. Butter thing, everything all real on the field, everything all cool. We out there this, coaching. I gotta get this money. I'm just coaching, having fun. Nothing happened. Ain't gonna get me on my block. He thought wrong because Bean show up and his crew show up, and they just wait, wait. How much money was involved in this basketball game? Because I've noticed that in drug dealing movies, they take these basketball games very seriously. So I'm yeah. like, you making money on it? You making like tons of money on the street? How much money are you investing in this game? I mean, gambling. It's like gambling. I mean, you got here's the thing: you got to spend your money on something, and they ain't buying stocks. 
okay. That's the one. That's one thing I've learned. It's it's funny how money works. How you spend it is basically based on where you live at and how much you have. Because when you make a certain amount, you're gonna be like, I got enough money to buy Jordans, so I'm gonna buy Jordans, and I'm gonna buy like you know nice jeans, something like that, and I'm gonna go to like you know, I'm gonna go to Five Guys instead of Burger King anymore. But it you gotta hit a once you hit a different level, then it's like, all right, I'm gonna buy Escalade and I'm gonna buy a big crib and stuff. And now I'm like, you know, gamble on basketball games. You gotta be like, but depending on your neighborhood, it's always based on what you look at as wealth. You're not thinking about, I'm getting the stocks and bonds. Like I'm on like invest. Like you, cause normally like, you gotta make a whole lot of money to invest. And usually when people from the hood try to, it never ends well. And it end well on the wire. And it end well. Remember that movie Empire with John Leguizamo? Vaguely. It didn't end well because he was like, "I'm drug. I got drug money. I'm trying to make this side hustle money, working with like this dude from Wall Street, investing some stuff. He got his money stolen. He ended up dying. And never, whenever people from the hood try to like elevate in a different atmosphere that they aren't necessarily trained for, it doesn't end well. So the smart ones like Avon Barksdale, that type of crew, like I'm sticking with what I know basketball tournaments because what are you going what do you what else what are you going to invest in lime wire <laughs> Sorry, like, like, yeah like he ain't buying stock in the he ain't buying stock in, in nintendo of america like this we about to hop off you want to get on that like no hood people do hood things so that's what we do basketball because ain't gonna be ain't gonna be tennis <laughs> And it's like they grew up playing basketball. Their homies played basketball. They still play basketball. This is what I know. So this is what I'm doing. So they out there playing ball. And then who's the shooters? Is D nice? D nice. Was Baby Boy there? Uh, D nice, Peanut, and somebody else. Yeah, it was three. Three people. of them. There's three of them. And it definitely was D nice. They all, you know, black. At least they were got the gun to the side. <laughs> so I'm. You don't see that anymore. I know, right? I'm glad. I don't know when it, I don't know when it stopped, but somehow I was like, you know, this is stupid. Uh, so yeah, they got to bring it back. Yeah, I think when John Wick dropped that, any idea thing about bringing that back? When one, it was the last time they were doing that, because and that's because they were curving bullets. <laughs> so they throwing their wrist out like it's a damn slider. Yeah, I guess wanted wanted was the last movie I saw that in. Mm-hmm. And that was for a purpose. It's yeah. like, yeah, I got my gun to the side because I'm slinging a bullet over a cow carcass. So, but anyway, the shootout happening, people getting hit. No innocent, no innocent bystanders, because being shooters is like, you know, they like sniper wolf. We don't hit civilians. <laughs> they got good people, aim. Real good aim. It's like they, and I noticed that no civilians got shot. And it's just the people that's supposed to get shot. And brother gets shooting the leg, and he dragged himself, his whole crew all out. And who this way this butter drags himself away? Bliss. <laughs> just in the right spot at the exact right time. Just I'm like, this man's a train killer. He's 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 the Keisha of this universe. Yep. <laughs> he's just there with his shotgun. I don't know if he had the shotgun again or he shoots him. No, he had the shotgun this time. He said right. Yeah. Shoot some, get the sign beans and beans out there with the one leg pants up for lower sweatsuit on. Does a little coin flip, gets in the SUV. It's like, yeah, I told him, look at him out there, laid down the street. 
basketball playing ass nigga. Like I told you, gonna get down to lay down. You lay down, stay down, and he out there laid out. And I guess Butter's real girls out there running because she out there screaming and consoling them. So yeah, that's what I, I guess the Russian I like. was. A, I guess, yeah, I guess the Russian was a side piece. She was going crazy. I said, uh oh, that ain't that ain't. <laughs> That was some good acting, though. That's believable. Yeah, and just knock, just knocking people off, and it's like one less person out out the box. And so, at this point, it's issues with the connect. You ever, can't have a drug movie without issues with the connect. Of course, <laughs> it's like it's like the easy the easiest trope to go to. I've never seen a drug movie where it's like the supply wasn't an issue. At least it comes up one way or another, not one. And they either handle in the beginning or they handle at the end. Like American Gangster is handled at the beginning, like, nah, I'm going to get it myself. Most movies handle in the middle, like, I get a certain level of success and now I want to, you know, cut out the middle, man. Because basically, like, you know, I got to wait a week for my stuff. Damn. It's like. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just never thought about that. American Gangster cut it out early. Like, that was unusual yeah. for a movie like that. Like, because. You're always, because basically the re- I get the reason behind this kind of like you have one less thing that can manipulate you or one less thing like, you know, you're taking out a variable. Successful businessmen try to remove out as many variables that you cannot control as possible to minimize risk. And like he said, like, I got to wait for the week for the middleman. That's $250,000. That's messing with my money. So it's like, no. And he's like, my money good every week. Why am I waiting? And anything like that. And it's like, it's messing up the business, it's messing up everything else. And that's what the whole thing is like, you know, because he knows it's a risk. But it's kind of like at this point, you mess up with my money, the rewards outweigh the risk. Because it's like, you know, we got to cut out this middleman, go get ourselves. And it's like, yeah, we're going to go vacation. This one being get mad. Like, man, we ain't going on no vacation. He's talking about doing some business. You better stop playing. He's like, man, I ain't playing out here. You talking about that playing shit. I'm going through my glizzy. <laughs> And Bean's laughing because, like, Baby Boy used humor to defuse the situation. And he does that a lot. And while I say Baby Boy is a conscious in there, whenever some serious stuff talking, it's always those two. Nine times out of ten. And there's nobody else in the room. Yeah, that's true. You know, I didn't, re- I didn't really pay attention to how many times he did defuse the conversation, you know, by throwing a joke in there. Mm-hmm. Until now, like, because he always threw a joke and then Beans would laugh and then be like, come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, because Beans, man, like, you talking playing around. This ain't no vacation. We out here in the business. Like, yeah, I ain't no going there. Okay, you think I'm bullshitting around? I'm going out with my glizzy. And then they're in a plane in this small car. You know, they joke about the small car. I guess it was kind of like, because you know how small that car is. Yeah, for, especially oh. for Beans. And they make a joke. I think they said something about the commentary, like, "Yeah, that was that was an accident, but that was the only that was the only luxury car that was available at the time." Because, man, what you get this small ass car for? <laughs> I picked out the car, and the bitch picked it out. He's like, "Make sure you know, make sure you got the money and everything in the Glock, you know, make sure and in there." And of course, it's Miami. Of course, it's Latin people. Of course, they're playing Latin music. And these people are okay. So these people are people. The ball dude and the other guy. Like I remember what Willie Esco. I don't forgot what Willie Esco did. I don't know if it was clothes. Uh, I can't remember. It might have been this ball dude is somebody else. Painted ass. Like, 
pain in the ass. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you want some of that drink? I'm like, nah, I ain't right here and everything like that. And it's like, you know, baby boy, like, why are you all upset? It's like, you out here trying to take a strange drink. Like, you know, we out here on business. We just caught the middleman. They might be in a room with a bunch of hundred guala gualas shoot us and take out. Where the hell did guala guala come from? I have no idea, but they used it a lot in this scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, like these guala gualas come in here, shoot us and take the money. You need to chill out, make sure the gun don't say, like, Glocks ain't got no safety. Like, yo. You stop playing. And baby, like, you know, you ain't helping stuff with your cocky ass attitude. You got a point. Yeah, baby. And that's the whole thing. Baby Boy was like backing. Baby Boy was the only one that was not like backing down or being afraid of beans. Because that's that's how you know they were friends. But it was never a situation unlike New Jack City where even when they had beef, it was never in a room full of people. They always handled it solo. It wasn't like how Nino did G Money, <laughs> dressing him down in front of all his friends. So that's why I say that's why Beans is better. Yeah, I waved the white flag on that one. You are correct. He handled he handled any disputes in private as you're supposed to do. What Michael Corleone say? Don't ever go against the family in front of strangers again. Like nah, whatever issues you got, we handle it in house. No people knowing, so they out there checking the money and then. This is a different level of money, cause Beans had a nice house. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't. It wasn't this nice. No, it wasn't, cause this was. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. He out there with the guards. He got the big pool, and of course, you got the women. And somebody made a joke to him. Oh, you got the women. How come they, you know, flat just and everything like that? And the director was like, "We just want to show that beauty comes in all ranges. Like some men don't care about stuff like that, and we want to show that." So that was really a thing. Somebody said they should have. Had no, somebody asked this. Somebody, yeah, of course it is. Uh, okay. Then we just come, then it recently come out. Uh, Linda Hamilton was getting in shape for Terminator Two. Somebody said maybe we need to give her like butt pads and a, a padded bra because she was looking too flat. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's always been a thing, Jeff. Unfortunately, the things women have to deal with. Yeah, I just like because. The women were attractive, so I'm just thinking in my head, like, what? But yeah, you've been on Twitter long enough to see how dudes <laughs> look. Yeah, Twitter'll say something. Women don't look the way they supposed to look in their eyes. So anyway, they out there checking the drugs. Of course, it's like you know, put the drop in there, make sure it change color, and then rub it on your teeth. And like you know, 100% pure. You know, looking all good. They counting the money, everything going good. It's like yeah, it's the best type of, you know, best type of money, flood money. Blood I, money. I know. I know best type of money is you're right you know like you know look forward to doing business and the other dude is like you know guala guala <laughs> like cranking the jokes off and it's this funny where it's like you know dynamic between black and brown is always interesting uh yes because yes. you never know how you never know how it go because sometimes it's like we same tree different branch and sometimes it's like we look down at them they look down at us mm. And this one is kind of like a little bit of both. Yeah, they played it. They played it like it should have been played because you just never know. But when mm-hmm. money comes in involved, it's like, oh no, we all good. You know, we, we all doing business. If money good. Yeah. I don't know if I would ever hang out at your house, but we can do business together. Yeah. And then it's like you know, oh, you forgetting something? And as soon as he say that, Bean's about to reach out for the gun. Like, what are you gonna do? It's like 20 people there. And like six of them got machine guns. He's just going to die. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just pretty much it. Like these drinks that he's playing the music, he's like, and Beans kind of laughed off because they knew what Beans was about to do. They saw how he's reaching. It's like, oh, nah, we all right. He's like, you sure? Like, we cool. And it's and it's just hilarious. Like, go get your money, man. What do you thought they was gonna go through all of that, count the money out, give them, you know, give them the product, and then just shoot them? Like, if they want to shoot y'all, they just want to shot y'all. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as you showed up at the crib. Yeah. But it's like, you know, hood hood instincts do not turn off just because you think things are cool. And like I say, you know, sometimes instincts don't die. So they now they don't got no down no middleman. So now they can make money money. Cause they just eliminate in the cost and they can get stuff whenever they need to get. So move up to the next boss. Sharif played by Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Sharif don't like Kyle Lowry. With a haircut. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> uh huh. You think about how Kyle Lowry looked. You think about how Sharif looked. Imagine Sharif with a different haircut and like six more pounds on his face. And that's Kyle Lowry. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry from and Kyle Lowry from Philly, too. So I'm just saying. Oh, like, man. funny joke. They played the Sixers and him and Ben Simmons getting some beef. And Kyle Lowry talking about, you know, I'm going to go to the trunk and get something. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know why people keep messing. People keep seeing Ben Simmons. He likes him. Like, don't that man from Australia, a a mixed race man from Australia. Like, don't don't mess with that man. I we can stop talking about the seventy sixes. You know, I feel. I'm just saying. But so anyway, Sharif out. You know, his next person on the list is Sharif, and it's gonna take a little. And it's gonna take a little more work. This is almost like the last boss before you get to like you know. The four people from Shadowlaw. He's basically <laughs> so he's in there, and he basically saw like you know these ABM caps trying to take over and everything like that. This is our stuff. This is our block. Keep an eye out. Like by this point, everybody know like they know beans is coming, and they ain't going out like no like basically we ain't going out like like butter. Like you know this is our block. This is our city. We gonna run stuff. Keep an eye out for any stranger like that. And then they introduce this girl, and you know what? It's funny because they describe like you know you just find skill like wait, it's wait, always wait wait, wait wait you missed one you missed you missed a whole what? scene uh, what scene uh, Blizz uh, talking to D Nice hate not yet not I, yet I thought that happened before they met no no this it happened before he met the girl but the hating scene came after we get introduced to the girl oh okay all right yeah so anyway. Because basically, like, you know, the girl, they basically describing a girl, like, you know, you find any dime in the hood that's ain't got 10 pennies. They look good, but they broke, and they're just looking for a come up. <sighs> okay. I lived in Philly. And it's truth to that. But it's also maybe, like, I wasn't old enough to be around that. And one thing I've learned, because I lived in the Northeast, and then I lived in the South, I don't know what it is. I don't know, like, you got to have a certain level of money to see something like that. I've noticed that's more true in the South. I've seen a whole lot of beauty. Like, I don't know what it is about the water, the diet, or the weather. Don't get mad, Northeast people. I see a lot of beautiful women in the South and the West Coast. Way more than I ever saw living in Philly and living in Jersey. Like, you'll see them, but it's like you don't see them that much unless it's like you're in a certain area. They falling off trees here. And they, they describe, and it's a lot of them describe, just like how they describe them here, like pretty and broke, looking for a come up. Um, Being from Virginia, and as I got older in my 20s, 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because it's like, I used to make a joke saying, like, I used to joke with Cam, like, those Latin girls y'all be talking about Texas, they ain't existed. I never saw any of them in Philly. I never, I know Latin people live in Philly, but if you lived in a certain neighborhood, you never saw them. They were, they were not in your neighborhood. They didn't go to your school. Yeah. I, I never saw a Latin person. I never interacted with a Latin person in my lifetime with a jersey and went to Lang City High School because everybody, they was from, like, everybody went to Lang City High School. That's when I ran like different races for the first time because Philly's segregated as hell depending on where you live at. So certain things you just didn't see because they exist. Maybe if I was in my 20s, I'm going to see the round wig girl on my block that might look like that. But in your teens, nah. You might see like one. Yeah. And, yeah. She the, she, and she dating the drug dealer, the dude that played football, the parents got money. You might see one or two. Most of the time, they like, shoot. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm, um, like, I'm wondering how old, because I'm wondering how old is Sharif supposed to be? And how old is this girl? Early 20s, maybe. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause one thing it's like a dirty thing. Up until when you get to Dame, everybody like in their teens to twenties. Well, time out. That's Ty Ty. So I'm thinking he's the same age around Jay Z, but he just looks young. He look real young. Yeah, I think he I'm just. Talking looks, about, I'm, I'm but, talking about how age with age he's probably supposed to be in a movie. Yeah, in the movie, I'm a movie. I'm gonna say mid twenties, mid twenties or late twenties. Cause the thing is, when you see drug dealing. They at certain age point, like you don't see nobody in their forties. That's something you get. That's some. That's the money you get in real early, and you get out the game, or you locked up. You don't see nobody. Ain't nobody like you know. I'm fifty two years old. Yeah. I'm still in the game like that. It's like nah, you either retired or you you back in the game because you did twenty years. So anyway, this girl described, and then we get to how I'm trying to figure out where this came from with Blizz, where this heel turn came from. <laughs> Um, the movie's falling apart. We only got but so much time left. No, because it was nothing hinted that he ever felt that way. Like he wasn't a. Cause the whole thing wasn't. He wasn't like a day one that he grew up with. Like they knew Blizz, but they recruited Blizz. I think it was just. I just think he. So maybe that's what it. Maybe that's what it was. Like it's kind of like, and it's like you know jealousy is a thing. It's kind of like because the whole thing is like you know we out here doing the work and beans out here making the bulk of the money. It's something to be said about like that's human nature. Yeah, but the problem with the movie is they just throw it out there. Like there was no no like hints. Okay, the only hint I could get is you see Blizz like Blizz the one doing all the shooting, and he the one put himself in danger. Like he looking at it this way. We out here doing all the danger. We doing all the work, and he getting the bulk of the profits. So that idea you can get because it's like, yeah, it's like after after beans do futs, beans ain't do, getting his hands dirty anymore. He got other people doing it. The shooters are feeling a certain way, and he's a shooter that didn't grow up with them. Like D Nice, they knew each other before he went to jail. Peanut and Baby Boy, it's like you know we day ones. Like I said, Blizz was recruited. Blizz was a mercenary. Mercenaries roll different. Yeah, you don't, was, you don't think about it. You don't think about whole movies, but it's like he, he, he was a mercenary. Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, Deathstroke on long term return, and he don't I mean, like how money. I just think it would have been better. It would have better played off in the movie if he like had a scene where, you know, he just screwed up his face at something. Like the money came in, and he was dividing the money up. And he got paid up. You know what I'm saying? He was just screwed. Like, for real? 
the bigger plot hole is he telling D Nice all this. His right hand man, where his you know, it's like one of his one of his boys, yeah, close boys. It's, like it's, what? If if baby boy is his one, D Nice is his one A. And it's established that D Nice is his one A. And D Nice is like, what are you talking about? You just bought a brand new coupe. And they're like, he turns from a have not nigga to a have got nigga. He's like, yeah, but we could be more like, you know, we out here getting all this money. You know, we be getting this real money. Like, Beans out here getting this money. Because they out there in the house. Well, the house is all nice. We getting all this money. He's like, you mean Beans getting all this? And he's like, you sound real. And D Nice is trying to want, you sound real disrespectful. And, you know, Blair's still talking like, you know, we can be getting more. And then he tried to get us look like, you know, keep it on low when Beans getting there. You really think D Nice gonna keep it on the low? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I, and that's my whole thing. It's like, Blizz didn't have any common sense. Even if he had greed, you gotta know who, you, who you're talking to and who you're plotting around. D Nice ain't the one. None of them really the one, but definitely ain't D Nice and like Baby Boy Peanut. Like, say that to like some, uh, some new dude. Man, come on, boy. He's a he's a sure thing, boss. <laughs> All right, boss man, I got that. Cause he plowing with Sharif. He's like, what's with this boss man shit? Like, you gotta keep an eye on him. He's like, and you see Bean face? Yep. He already face knew. Change. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, you talking about how you getting all this money and how you gotta get his own connect and do start his own stuff. He's like, this man's got a brand new coupe, got all these chains and stuff. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. You can't have this low ass and Bean's whole that's Bean's number one pet peeve. And he, and he had every right to be mad. He's like, I, you know, you came up because of me. You living real good. You just like you just brought a brand new coupe. You got these chains complaining about money. I could see if, see, I could see if Blizz was like he's still struggling. He ain't struggling. None of them are struggling anymore. The the amazing thing about this is if you ever watch movies like this and when scenes like this go down, it's like why the fuck are you wasting your money on material shit? Like if like if you didn't buy that coupe, you could have did something else with that money. What else they gonna buy? What we just talk about. Yeah, I understand that. I get what you're saying, but it's just like, okay, you chose to do that with your money. Cause he got coop money. He don't got mansion money. He want mansion money. He <laughs> want he want the, he want to keep the. Coupe. He ain't he ain't the type like I'ma save up. So I can put down this twenty percent on the house. Well, look, he was walking half the movie anyway. So what? What, what doesn't matter? He walks some more. Now he ain't walking no more. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. Where no, that's the whole thing. It's like his mindset was he wanted what Beans had, and he wasn't trying to wait. It's human nature. He should have kept his mouth shut. The moment he told, the moment he told D Nice, his life was forfeit. It was over. So anyway, it's like Beans plotting. So first, Beans gonna kill two birds with one stone. So he basically gonna have, because basically he realized, no, we did skip a scene, because we talked about how he was this little. But first, you see the girl, and then the girl shows up. You know, she's talking about looking for her hair and nails, money. But that's after Blizz goes like, you know, I'm a, I'm an emissary, I'm the emissary for the Emperor of West Philly, Beans. Talking about, you know, we trying to do business. He's like, oh, you out there, you got a message. I got a message, suck my dick. <laughs> oh, that's your word? He's like that. Cause no, and then the girl flirting. Yeah, she came with that and started flirting. It's like, oh, all right, yeah. And then it's like, they all laugh. Like, why y'all open that woman's face for? I mean, why y'all open that dude face for? What are you talking about? Like, you know, you're always jealous. Like, I'm, cause I know you. <laughs> and it's like that hood relationship where I was like, you know, I'm with you cause I'm like, I, I need my hair and nails one. That's all she want. 
here and nails money. And he gave it to her. Because he's like, every time you're out here, you always got your hand out. And every time I'm out here, you always got your dick out. So what's up? So, and this kind of like, they doing that plotting. And Bliss sees all that. And Bliss tells me, like, you know, the girl looking at me. And what did it take for her to, like, change side? He just took her shopping. Yeah, that's it. That's all she wants. That's all, and that's all it takes sometimes. Yeah, all he, you know, all all, all uh, uh, the old boys doing was try to fuck. He wasn't really trying to like. Mm-hmm. And he should have. Yeah, and it's like you know, that's all it takes. He, he had to get her a house. Just took a talk, took her to the mall. Thanks for all this stuff. I'm gonna take care of you and anything like that. And then to the point where she plotting against Sharif. <laughs> That's all it took. So, like, Sharif was doing the the real bare minimum. Bare minimum. So, cause so they end up showing up in the house, but before that, what this this is why I say why Beans is a hood genius. What this Beans do? He drives out. We say if you gotta drive our way out the Jersey on a payphone to call the police to set something up. That's what you do to handle that. He drove all the way to Jersey, called in a tip, like one eight hundred Crime Stoppers. <laughs> So basically, short version, he has Blizz set up Sharif after, you know, a girl's like, yo, oh, this guy picks something up. I'm going to give you something. And he there flirting, thinking about to do something. You know, she gives the signal to Blizz. Blizz is out there in the in this nice car, drive up there. So, you know, t- tell Sharif, being say suck on this, sh- shoots him, thinking everything cool. And then who shows up for the first time? The cops. Yeah, they came, they came gang, like gangbusters, too. Mm-hmm. And then the shootout, and he shot like one or two of them, and that the black dude with the Tims and the dress pants, <laughs> they had no lines shot him, so he died. And the girl is like, "Yeah, I don't want no parts of that." And so he handles both Sharif and Blizz one stroke. So that's done. And we didn't go into how they was like going all over, you know, talking about when they were doing well, like they had people going in Jersey. And Camden and Delaware, they was bribing cops. So they doing so. It's like by this point, they like big time. Once you got the point where you can like bribe police, yeah, you got enough money to do that. Yeah, yeah almost untouchable. Mm-hmm. So almost. Yeah, almost. Because they, ha- they handled everybody else. And, you know, they out there. Oh, and this was filmed out of sequence. When they had the jewelry, when they talk about the jewelry stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cause it's kind of like this. It would have made more sense if this happened before you see the stuff with Sharif and the cops and them. And I always wonder, like, this seemed like this is odd. And then I directed kind of like, yeah, this was filmed out of sequence, so that's why it looks odd. It should have been before. If I do it over again, I would have been beforehand, but like, you know, one cut. So anyway, because he's there with Jacob the jeweler, they're looking at jewelry and looking at pinky rings and stuff like that, and they talking crime. Like, I know you got your hand over your mouth, but you can still, like, you know, you kind of talking loud to my crime, like, you know, we're on the street out there, Blizz trying to take over. And you boom over there, and it's like, don't you worry, I got that. I'm, you know, I'm playing this thing like tug of war. I got this handle, everything like that. He's like, all right, I'm just trying to take out, you know, have your boy, baby boy on the dark, just make sure everything cool. Cause like baby boy trying to look out, I was like, you know, not that I'm doubting you, but it's like, I just wanna make sure you all up on there, you know, keep me, just let me know. He's like, all right. He's like, you know, how much for this pinky ring? You full of shit. He said 10. He said, I got five. I don't know I got 10, I got five. And then it's like the whole thing at the table and Beans get the speech. Like, this, all my head is here. We lost a lot of soldiers. We just want to let you know the game ain't over because we all living well. 
you know, it's like it's a lot of disrespectful slow people that had to be dealt with and got. And just basically, just that's the one we see. Yeah, might have been more than one. Yeah, it's just the one we see. And it's like you know, Aaron living well. Just want to make sure, like you know, if you ain't built with this, get the fuck out. And then they bring the rings out. Like these from our day one, my hitters put this ring on. It's for life. Ain't no getting out. Like it ain't no retiring. And young people don't think about retiring. So no, it's either I'm gonna die, <laughs> pretty much. Make as much money I'm gonna make until I get locked up and die. Like yeah. you ain't thinking about what I'm gonna do twenty years from now. Because most of them ain't thinking they living that long. Like Futz was the only old person we met at this point that was in the game like that. Everybody else is like at a certain age frame. And it's kind of like shelf life is short, and they out here like put and those are some nice rings. Yeah, they were dope. And this is how like you know Beans is showing like I you know show love to the crew. They got your back, and and the young people is like you know you new folks, you put the work in, you might get a ring like that too. So it's giving them inspiration. Like you know I got something to like strive for, as small as it is. Yeah, and that's why I say Beans is like he he an excellent coach. Yeah, like like I said, I I had to wave the white flag because as soon as Nino started making money, the world was here. The world is mine, <laughs> all mine. Yeah, as soon as he got a little money, everybody curve. He's like, not just getting the rings. He had some more. Got the women. Oh, got a little yeah for you little ugly ass dudes. I got a little, <laughs> a, a coffee. Whenever you see some of my browns, like, coffee, no sugar, no cream. <laughs> you always get that. Had the women there, and he just there chilling the cut. He ain't worried about it. He got his girl. Yeah. So he ain't worried about that either. So it's like Beans is handling everything he need to handle on this point. So the young boys is like, you know what? I want to get that. If I put the work in, I can get that. Because I know Beans going to make – like Beans going to take care of me if I put the work in. And it's proof positive right there. And that's how good organizations roll. That's why certain teams want to go certain organizations. Like, you know what? I go here. I know they'll take care of me. And everything looking all good. And there's just one more person to run into. Dame and Bison. Oh my goodness! Um, if this segment is this like, because how big a house is? Okay, if Beans is making the money, he making how much money? Dame making double. Whatever he making, whatever Beans is making, Dame is making double. Is Dame in a super mansion? That house they got him living in is just like. Old white money right there, and the music chain like it's just one more people out here got a handle like these old corn. Look at them weirdos calling themselves right because they all like they like they thirties to yeah. laugh, joking like life's fun, life's a party. Like these, these is hating on the idea. Of, like how are you in a drug game and you think it's fun? <laughs> he like Bill Bel- like Bill Belichick. <laughs> like life, you know, life is funny. And they out there, and the whole thing, they out there laughing, and they counting their money, and they all middle-aged, fat, living all good time. Don't get me wrong, they've been making money, and they've been making a lot of money for a long time. And it's obvious because the way they living. Oh, yeah. They just, they, they, they've done that 20-year-old angry and let's get this money thing. They, they just kind of like, okay. Like, look at me, let's just count money in the house, laughing and everything. And the way, and it's like, Venus is just disgusted. Oh. Like, and if if uh if Dame is M Bison, then Jay Z is Akuma. Yes, Jay. Oh, we gonna get the Jay Z. Jay Z's definitely Akuma in this. Oh, we gonna we definitely gonna get to it. Like it's something to be said where, as much as they hype up Dame, Jay Z running stuff. 
Yeah, because like Jay Z is basically running. It's like he's barely in the movie, but everything he says like basically impacts this, the rest of the movie. Yep, it's basically impact is from Jay Z. Like he's like they're like Akuma, like you know I'm the master of the fist. <laughs> so anyway, so and Beans like I'm gonna do the same thing I'm gonna do tomorrow. Yeah, they think you know can't they can't be touched. I'm put my hands on them, and then you know they robbing a few of Dame's dudes on motorcycles. They like that taking the stuff like how normally you know Beans would do stuff. And then Beans is like, you know, you know this call is going to come. And he don't get the reaction he thought he was going to get, did he? <laughs> he didn't even care. <laughs> He's like, let me tell you something. Like, you know, we laughing at you. I don't even know you. All right, I don't know how you got my number. We just laughing at you. All you did was get heat, you know, put heat on yourself. I got cake. I got money. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't touching nothing. We laughing at you. We all laughing at you. You're going to do something, do something. Hung up the phone. Like, how you get my number? Like, he was more offended. Like, you got my number. Like, stop wasting my time. Like, all you're doing is annoying me. Beans was robbing him for no reason because it didn't even matter. That's how much money he was making. Imagine um, <clears throat> somebody robbing a Nino Brown. He would lose his shit and look for him. <laughs> they didn't even care. Like, who? I never even heard of you. <laughs> and keep in mind, that got to be how big Dame is. Because Beans basically run the up most of Philly at this point, a large segment of Philly, and he's still like, Dame was like, who? <laughs> it's like, I never, like, I don't, I don't watch college ball. Like, you play, oh, you play where? Like, got my face. Like, whatever. Like, how do you even get my phone number? And Beans is just perturbed. Oh, he li- he is he is livid. Yeah, and he, like, livid, and he, like, yeah, I didn't know. It was, I don't know. I was gonna work out this way because it's kind of like before. It's like I had a, I had a blueprint. I do this. I threaten, and then we go from there. Not, I'm brushing. Not before people brushing off like you know. I ain't joining your team. You too smart like that. Dane was like, I'm be laughing at you. I didn't even heard about you. Go ahead and do what you're gonna do. Peace. Like whatever's gonna happen, gonna happen. So. And here's how. Here's where the movie starts to downfall. Caesar. <laughs> how important is this area Caesar running? Because Caesar owned a rim shop with a girl that doesn't work, and I've seen places like that. It's like, you know why he hired her? It had nothing to do with how she worked the cash register. Oh yeah, she was just look. You know, I need a job. Uh, you look good. Okay. She looking at him like. <laughs> Like just with disgust, like she's not grateful for nothing. Like you ain't gonna pick up the phone, and she's like, "Nah, I'm doing my nails." <laughs> and and then he pick up the phone, and then it's like you know this beans, and she's like, "Shit!" Like I guess he knew the call was coming. I'm wondering what property season was running. It was just such a big deal because like you know I need to get this corner you got and everything like that. And he's thinking about you know we gotta be you know should we meet somewhere private? He's like and he's like, "Look, I don't want to kill you. Think I give you a warning?" Think I gave your friend Manny a warning? Whoever Manny was, not just just get rocked to sleep. You know why I don't? I have an issue with this scene because he played my man Caesar. Like he was like, "Oh, you know, if you want to get got, you would got got." And I'm just like, "Nah, you were coming to get this dude, no matter what. If you didn't like what you did, you was coming." I think I think he was giving her a chance. I think what happened was stress dealing with Dame pushed him more than with a normal. Like they like being a a peaceful man. But it's like if he he gave him a chance to a certain extent, but only to a certain extent. Like I like he said, I ain't waiting forever. And I think it was exacerbated by the situation with Dame. It was like pushing him something he would normally do. Because the whole stuff that happened when he run the season again was like sloppy. 
yeah, but Caesar wasn't a threat. Like, you know, it everybody he rolled on to and said, get down or lay down to, Caesar wasn't a threat. He could have just punched Caesar and Caesar, okay, yeah. you could have to block, whatever. I think I think what happened well Caesar was asking like to my guy think about it, let's talk about it. And I think he could have got what he wanted. I think it was just like pace he was fighting too he was distracted with one situation, was causing him to act rash rashly in another one. And it would have been fine if he was able to handle it the proper way. That's what made it worse is the fact that he made a rash decision and then didn't go fully with it. So anyway, this happens. And they so now it's kind of like you don't think like what's the big deal with Caesar? Like Caesar's gonna become a big deal later. So the war, the war with with Deans and Dan begins. It start off with a cold war and it just get hot. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I I didn't. This is where the movie started kind of like uh, okay, whatever. No, because it's like it had to add some stakes. Because before it's like Beans didn't really run into any problems until he ran into ran into Dane. And unless it's going to be like a movie like the hero that's always win, like a Steven Seagal movie, where the hero never has any conflict, you got to have some conflict. Oh, I was fine with the conflict. I just don't think I think for some reason, you know, I think the time of the movie, I think a lot of things got shortened. A lot of things didn't play out like they should have. I, don't know. I mean, it's only it's only eighty eight minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, so I don't know. I and just, we had six, and we had a six hundred thousand dollar budget <laughs> again. Yeah, so yeah, just some. You know, yeah. I guess I'm nitpicking. Mm-hmm. So that's going on, and then yeah, the first scene. So I'm trying to think. Did we have one scene with DJ Clore too? Um, wasn't it just that one scene he walked? Into the- <laughs> Cause I'm trying to think what happened. Yeah. Okay. So he has a call with Caesar. Something happened because he meets up with Caesar again. Did something happen between those two scenes that, I'm, that we're missing? Okay. He. Okay. You talking about he has a phone call with Caesar. They meet mm-hmm. up. He's okay. Sure. Yes. Okay. So yeah, nothing. So they had a phone call with Caesar, and then they meet up. Yeah. So it wasn't a scene. So they meet up there at the rim shop. And it's like I'm trying to get this this territory and beans is like you know you ain't gonna be playing me and, and boss against each other like you know you're trying to give up the price up you know basically like this ain't no free agency talk mm-hmm. like i like i gotta have that corner it's like no no it's like nah ain't no talking and then he kept brushing off you don't brush off beans and be shot like you shot me that's right you know i'm gonna see like you know see you in, like i see you in hell basically like, you know i Basically, like, you know, the whole, I'm going to see you in hell. I'm going to be waiting for you. Shoots him, like, five times. Give me your ass. And baby. you think, mm-hmm. It, Caesar didn't deserve to get shot. I'm sticking by that. No. But it's like, you know, the whole thing like this. You're in the drug business. So it comes with a certain a certain set of risks. You know how beans, like, you know how beans roll. You got to know that phone call was coming eventually. True. So what you gonna do is like either you give him what he want or get out the game or you gotta be prepared okay. to shoot him. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna be no I'm less, I got a waffle. I'm talking like <laughs> listen, damn. listen, listen. All I'm saying is from the initial jump, we knew season won't build for none of this. When you saw Snoop, uh, the old man, they could have been more of a threat because I understand why he had to be aggressive with them. Mm-hmm. I'm, he, all he had to do was punch Caesar. Caesar was like, okay, man, you got it. 
he didn't have to shoot him. But I get what you no. said that everything had just heightened, and he was like, "Yo, I gotta get this block before." Uh, no, you know why he? You know why he thought he had to shoot Caesar? Because Caesar seemed like the type that crumble under pressure. Well, and it ain't just and it ain't just pressure under beans either, as we find out. Yeah, and that's the whole yeah. thing. It's like you ain't trusting that because, like you point out, Caesar ain't built for the streets. That means he ain't built for street code. Which means if he in a certain situation and he get pinched, he gonna do what what people in that situation might not do. And beans wasn't taking any chances with that. Gotcha. And he had good reason not to take chances with that, as we find out. So <laughs> gotcha. he gets shot, and then GJ Clue comes in there. <laughs> And he just run up there like he's like, how you get in the house? Like they out there in a, a whirlpool in the living room. I don't he get, he take, he's taking a bubble bath. Man, like no, two yo, girls. Man, I'm naked, man. What you doing? Just rushing up in here. No world shit. I can't even do what I'm trying to do everything like that. Cops around Caesar. Caesar, you know, he he ain't die. He's like, oh, you know, talking about if he testifies a rat for being like, oh, it's one of them type of good problems. And then he called then he called Jay. I'm sorry, he calls Akuma. Yeah. Okay. What's Jay's position? What's Jay's position in this? You really want me to tell you that? Dame no, or, I'm Dame, talking. Dame is his second. It's hilarious to think about that. Yeah, it is. Oh, because Dame got all this money. He living all this well. He with all these soldiers, and he worked for Jay. Because even if you think about it, if you even think about it, if this was the music world. Or you know, what I'm saying anything. Jay Z would be the one that you wouldn't see. He always talks about it. People who got money don't talk. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna do anything. So you very rarely saw him. And everything he said. Yeah, because at first I'm, I'm like, at first I'm like, are they partners and friends? Oh no, they were no, friends. I, I was like, they were friends and like pseudo partner. But like, no, he, no, they, no. I'm like, he, that's his boss. Yeah. But it's funny where. Beans didn't know nothing about him, as he shouldn't. Have. <laughs> yeah. And it's just funny because like call up Dane, like Dane Beans, uh, Jay Z out there on the bands with a cell phone. Like, hey, what up, Dane? You know, I need to meet you in 35, 40 minutes. Like, all right. He's like, you know, let me go out here. You need to like, you know, y'all. He basically he's like, you know, me to calm down. You know, you know, y'all nervous. I'm here with these. I'm here with these women. You talking about this gun stuff, this war stuff. Like, chill out. <laughs> So they in a, so they in a club. Okay, so this is where Beans is, was got sloppy. He had his girl out there in a the club like that. This is what I'm saying. This, this this is me nitpicking. I'm like, yo, at this point, the streets is hot. I'm beefing with this. I'm beefing with Bison, but you going out mm-hmm. to the strip club? Come on, man. Both of them sloppy, but but like both of them got both of them was doing sloppy stuff. Because first Beans was sloppy, and then Dan was sloppy. So being, you know, girl out there having fun and everything like that. And it's like the whole quote of streets, you know, we got beef with me. You ain't necessarily like messing with my girl, stuff, stuff like that. You're like, you know, you ain't breaking the code. Like, code only, like, stop signs only work if both people believe in them. If they don't, it don't work. And so they're in there looking good. Dame, and Dame, and Dame recognize Bean's girl. How? I have no idea. Yeah, because it, it never was anything said. Like, how do you know her? How do you know how she looked? I mean, I would guess in that type of thing, like, you that's the baby mama, like the biggest drug deal in West Philadelphia. So if you're in that game, you kind of know. Okay. 
But remember, he didn't know. I don't know me. I don't know you. How did you get my number? Like, so how but would you know? You know the whole thing is, he's probably asked questions since then. Okay. You know, like since then, it's like, all right, I don't know who you are, but I'm going to know. It's like that whole Owen. It's like that Owen Davian thing from Mission Impossible Three. Like you know, once Ethan Hunt got on his radar, yeah, I'm gonna find. Yeah, I don't know who you are. But I'm gonna find out. Gotcha. So anyway, they're in there, and he's like, I'm gonna. I know what I'm doing. I'm send a drink over, and then you know, buy the shit. Right, we ain't order this. It ain't that much. It was, oh, it's from the gentleman over there. They waving and tying the chicken head friend. Come on, let's get over there. Come on, let's say hi. <laughs> and she like, you try to get me killed. You try to get me all these strange dudes. Like, you know who my man is. What's is? Let's kind of like, what's wrong with Tanya? She she know Isha dating beans she of was all looking, people. She was looking for the come up too. At least she trying to be like you know. At least I'll be respectful. They bought me this drink and everything like that. So she go over there. And Daniel Fly, you know, it's my homie murder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's my homie, it's my man murder and anything like that. So we should actually try and get the other girl over here. It's like, oh, you know, she gonna come over here, she date beans. Fuck beans. Like, nah, nah, let's chill. Anything like that. Okay, well, you know, basically and then like brush her off, like, you know, go ahead, bow, smack on the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, you know. And then they all laugh like you be happy, be happy we didn't rob you. And they say, "What's wrong? They must be drunk or something." They out here talking mad stuff, hitting my ass. And like, did they touch ass your girl? They just talking mad stuff about beans. It's like whatever. They just want to have fun. So, Dame goes in the car with Jay. He's like, "What happened?" He's like, "Yeah, I saw. You know, I saw. I brought a drink. Try to bring over here, and if she didn't come over and anything like that, I don't know what's going on." And I'm like. Is Dave built for the streets? <laughs> He's built for the streets, but again, he is a long. He ain't. He not a. It probably, you know what it is. It's probably been a long time since he's been in this type of situation. He, it, yeah, he didn't have to worry about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty. And, sure, I'm pretty sure him being in second in command is like, uh, what should I do? Like he's always asking Jay, what should I do? Like, but what? it's like you should have common sense. And uh, Jay's like, no, I meant. Kidnap the bitch. <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 okay, I'm gonna go over there. And Jay looking at him like, do I gotta tell you everything? Cause you see the look he give him like three times. Yeah. He like, he he like, like what is wrong with you? Like, I can't believe I, I can't believe I got this dude working for me. It's just so funny because it's like it's not explicitly stated, but watching you can kind of tell. It's like, how does that relationship even work? Like, how what was Dame? Because I'm like, you it's see, Dame is super successful, and it's like, you wonder how. It's funny how things work out because when the whole initial breakup or whatever, when you want to call it, was people were more sympathetic and riding with Jay Z, and now it's like, nah, people kind of sympathetic to Dame, and I just think I both mean, of them, both of them, you know, are who yeah, are I think are. both of them had stuff. I think what happened was, and when we learned the whole Jay-Z thing. Jay-Z was always like that, but the people he did that to was always less sympathetic. So you always went on Jay-Z's side. And it was always like that until he ran to Colin Kaepernick. Cause then those whole chestnut checkers argument just sounds stupid and was like, come on, which you are against basically like a civil rights hero. 
for a dude that's just trying to make money that don't need money. Like now you sound stupid. It's different. It's like, you know, you pick between Jay-Z and Damon Dash and Jay-Z, all oh, I'm cool. I'm Sun Tzu and things like that. And Damon Dash come off as real, real obnoxious and loud. And I think, it, I think in the end, we both, we, we saw both of the individuals mm-hmm. faults. We saw how mm-hmm. they really are and really were. It was just Dame. Dame was in your face and he was unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Jay and was then a little more coy. And also, it's like you know, once they split off, you saw where Jay Z went, you saw where Dane went. It's like, oh, I guess Jay Z was right. That's not really how it works, but that's how we kind of took <laughs> yeah. it that way. So anyway, it's like he basically told him go kidnap him. So they have a plan. So they about to go in, and they run up and kidnap him. Just like that. Yeah. I mean, they did it, and then you know. He cracking the jokes before she was like, you know, I don't mess with beans because beans be trouble. And then it was like, oh, I heard it's going. And then I love how you say the line, tell me you gonna call because I heard it's gonna be trouble. <laughs> like he just cracking jokes and everything like that, and just drag him in there. Had the plastic, you know, I told my bed like, you know, watch the paint. Then they call beans watching the news. Something about like some drug raid. He just shaking his head. He's like, who this? Hey man, we got your bitch. Like you talking all that stuff. I guess you thought this phone call was coming. You talking about what bitch? This bitch. He's like beans. Beans whole face just break. <laughs> that's his whole life. Like you know, you're a dead man walking. Like you still talking that stuff. You know, like don't you know what's going on, tough guy? Like I got your woman. Like you know, so you talking all that stuff. Like you big time. Take about five hundred k, fifty of them bricks. So I know you talking about. You got. You do have it right. And. Beans is just so, here's the whole thing. Beans is trying to control his anger because his every instinct is just to cuss out Dame and set him on fire. But he got to protect this woman and he loves this woman. So he has to humble himself. And I know it had to be so hard because you can tell the face. He's like, all right, dog, I got you. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want. And I know that was like almost like pulling teeth. But it's like, that's what you do for what you love. He's like, you know, anything happened, then it's going to be. And then she's like, yeah, you know, you got the money. It'd be fine if you don't. You know, I might have to send her back to you pregnant because I'm really liking her feet. What? <laughs> Damn, yeah. a wild, wild boy. He on his Tarantino shit. Yeah, clearly. And just to prove that he wasn't messing around, he's like, shoot this one. Tie you out of there. And that's how the phone call ends. So imagine being, imagine being right. like, all he hears is like gunshot. He don't know what happened. Yeah. So, but you got to do what they say. And, and then Dane was mad tomorrow. What you doing? Like, you see the plastic there? Man, clean up the wall. He mad about you messing up the paint. <laughs> and the dude making that stupid face like, oh, my bad. <laughs> All right, you said shoot him. So just like good fellas, be like, go grab a cup of, like, why are you grabbing the coffee? I was playing. When they shot Samuel Jackson, he's like, you know, go get some coffee. And he actually went and got the damn coffee mug at a crime scene. <laughs> so Beans all sitting there hustling and bustling and it was like you know get the call they got the stuff he's like oh let me remember if I got them oh yeah they had to such where so they outside you know Isha there and he scoops them up he you know Beans gotta be feeling a certain way cause like you know it's like that's what happens sometimes you know you gotta pay that toll when you got a woman and yeah but it's like you should have kept her in the crib yeah. Or have or have bodyguards out there. Yeah, because this just didn't. 
I don't know. It's a reason y'all Scarface was the way he was with old girl. You gotta keep in the house when the stuff get hot, man. You can't mm-hmm. you just know. Yeah. So anyway, that goes on, and that's why I say how much money because he had enough money to do it. Fifty bricks ain't nothing to sneeze at, and five hundred thousand dollars. He paid it. He paid a pretty price. No, yeah. I, and I don't think it was. I'm surprised Damon asked for more. Yeah, I don't think it hurt him, but I think it, the only thing that hurt was pride that he had to give it to him to get it back. That was pretty much it. I don't know, because what was, what was the song Jay-Z saw? How many bricks did Jay-Z say he lose? Mm. And one of his songs? And he was talking about how he lose that many bricks and he's still alive. I can't remember. Back when it was like, back when it was like slant, when it slanted Jay-Z's season. I forgot, like, no. <laughs> I forgot how many bricks it was. But I'm like, yeah, you know. Normally, when that happened, you don't end up rapping about it years later. You end up dying, but that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, we ain't talking about that. So anyway, that happened, and at this point, Beans is pissed. He real pissed because they out there in the club, and it's you know it's like all this heat coming on. They like you know we're trying to lay low and stuff like that because the cops now the cops involved and we dealing with Dame and stuff. And then you know Beans is just looking like because. Is Baby Boy and Peanut talking back and forth? Talking about going a high and anything like that. What's going on? Like, nah, we just gotta wait for the heat to go down. And Beans the screw faced. Yeah, he's he just sitting in his drink. He just in his drink. And Dame just showing up there, chilling, walking down the steps, flirting with girls. Cause that's like he being sloppy too. You just kidnapped that man, woman. Yeah, he was being a clown. And <laughs> Beans see him, his whole demeanor change is like rage meter came on because he used his level three he pulled out the gun with the quickness starting another shootout in public nobody gets shot nobody because they they got apparently only bosses don't have good aim only the soldiers do they got the max pain um slow motion mm-hmm. point. <laughs> so that shot getting on and by this point dame is apoplectic he's like the streets are talking he's shooting at me now he calling my number hanging up it's a sunday i'm just trying to have sex with this girl and he won't let me and because he's busy crying to jay <laughs> the whole time hey, what and jay's like like my dog you hear me talking he's like you know it's like and jay's like not a problem it ain't a problem like you know they out there shooting the streets talking they watching they trying to shoot at me da, 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 da. and he calling my crib he's like it ain't a problem and still going on he's like you should handle that yeah, yeah no, right. I'm you. <laughs> right. you, you, you should handle that all right i'm, I'm gonna go handle it. he's like all right yeah and then he give him that other look <laughs> Like that same look before, because before when they first met, we forgot to talk about how he was looking at his watch. Like, wow, my watch shot. <laughs> I, I, I Jay is hilarious. Jay is hilarious in this movie, even though he barely does anything. Yeah, I, I almost think it's like a joke. Like, oh, we want you to be in the movie. I don't want to do this. Come on, Jay, do the movie. Okay, <laughs> I'll be in it if you want me to. <laughs> but the thing is, it's perfect how they play him. Cause if you're in the movie too much, you don't need Dame. Yeah, just, and I'm, and I don't think Jay Z is a good enough actor to replace Dame with Jay Z and have him carry scenes. Cause nothing from Jay Z seems like he's good at small doses. Cause you know this, Jay Z never really tried to act. No, he did. Everyone else at least tried once. That was at a certain level. Cause Nas, Nas tried once, and only once. DMX had a career, like you know, Ja Rule acted a few times. Like everybody's like that. Everybody was at that level. Even Fat Joe, 
was in a was in a movie. He's in movies now. Like you know, they've tried at least to see if they could do it. Buster Rhymes, all of them, and Jay Z never did. It's probably a reason for that too, because he probably knew he probably knew like I can't act. I ain't trying to. I think somebody asked him, and yeah. So anyway, so that's going on. So by this time, Caesar already broke down and snitched. Yeah, they had to. They had to play good cop, bad cop for season. He just. Yeah, all right. Smacking him around, pushing him where he got shot at, getting him a cigarette. And he's like, you know, rats and anything like that. And like, y'all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole loyalty to the street thing, I'm like, I know it's like, you know, you don't snitch, you keep the code, and everybody right about that. But then you see Goodfellas, he's like, Henry Hill is like, I did all this time I snitched the first time. And y'all wasn't taking care of me and my family, and I give you all this time. But Paulie, he gave me like what five thousand dollars, like a life of service at the end. Like I was loyal for this. It's like sometimes it's kind of like I get the whole loyalty thing, the code. But it's like, who are you loyal to? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. No, I would never know. Because... You know, you know what it remind me of? It remind, and it's gonna be a hilarious segue. One of the Transformers movies, the one with Mark Wahlberg, and it's Optimus Prime, like the villains, like um lockdown. He's like, you know, talking about pity because he got Optimus all hemmed up. Like I pity Optimus, like you know, trying to be loyal to these humans. Like you know, the problem with, the problem with being loyal to a cause is in the end, the cause always, always betrays you. It's like you following all this stuff and it's going to end up biting you in the ass. And I just laugh because like that was a Transformers movie doing that. But I think about that in this one. It's kind of like, of course you're going to look at Caesar's the villain because he's snitching. And we got a whole society teaches all the time don't trust law enforcement when you ethnic. Don't snitch. And it ain't just us. It's if you ethnic or poor. You know, it's like we keep stuff in the house. We handle stuff in the house. You don't trust the outside stuff like that. We made fun of Takeshi for like snitching and everything like that. But it's like, who are you loyal to? These crooks that's taking advantage of you and robbing you. Like, if, it's different if they taking care of you while you in there and you good and everything like that. But if they abandon you, it's like, all right, you stand up for what? For yourself? Your family let down for some strangers that's like, are y'all as tight as they supposed to be? Like, who? Why would Caesar not snitch? I mean, he can snitch, but the streets gonna always be the streets. Let the streets be the streets. Yeah, that's what he I'm saying. He can move. You yeah, can always witness move. protection. Yeah, move. It's like Caesar ain't like Caesar wasn't playing um, crate ball. You see, he's the type like I, I grew up in the streets. I got no, no. Caesar was small I time. I think he said it. Then he said, "Yo, I'm small time, yo." <laughs> so I was just... trying to make money on the side, of my little rim shop with my girl that don't even like me, and I got dragged into this mess. These basically, I was a pawn between these two titans, and yeah. So he snitched. Cops start scooping everybody up, and that's you know they start playing the music. Like everyone's getting arrested. Everybody getting a knee to the back, cuffed, put on. They even come up in Bean's house. But wait, 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 wait a minute. How much the fucking Caesar the season know? Because after he snitched, it's like all of Beans crew is getting like He put Beans on the radar. Yeah, but how, what I'm saying is how would he know how Beans moves? Like how do you know how that how they move? Yeah, they know how they move. It's like, you know, he just know 
beans is a thing. And then the cops just have surveillance. Like, you know, how they handle Tom is like, because I don't think like he's like, you know, he worked with this, this, and this. It's like, no, beans is part of the ABM. And you know, like who's Beans? Who's the ABM? It's like a Frank Lucas thing. Like you know, no one, no one knew who Frank Lucas was until they saw him at the fight. And then all of a sudden, the cops come knocking on the door. I need a bribe. I'm paying attention because like they couldn't family idea of some black man back then being the head of this crime syndicate. And Frank Lucas did a real good job staying undercover till he showed up at the fight with that coat. <laughs> the one mistake he made for love for his wife, and that's where all that started. How it's like people in the game know Beans, but Beans wasn't high profile like that. Okay. Beside the beside the house, and it's kind of like okay, he got a house, but people wasn't paying attention, and now they paying attention. Gotcha. Because I will say it like this: I live in I live in a neighborhood where it's like it's suburbs and most of the people that live here are like military ex-military and they like disabled veterans so they don't pay property taxes so the houses cost a certain amount of money so everyone assumes i'm doing the same thing they're doing if i don't tell people what i do they all they never get because i have people come in when they try to like add cable stuff when we first got here and i can see they because they always wondering like what do i do for a living because because i don't because they like you because i had i actually had somebody ask me like you military i like nah and then they, they let it go. And then five minutes later, you ex-military? It's like, nah. And then I knew they wanted to ask me what I did, but they, you know, you don't want to be rude. And then the guy can like, I don't mean to be rude. I was just saying like, this is a nice house. And I'm just trying to figure out what do you do for a living? I just started laughing. I was like, I understand. Cause it's kind of like, if, if I don't tell nobody, they don't know. You should say I sell drugs. <laughs> I, sell, I, I, sell, I sell bootleg CDs. I just laugh it off. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yes, I'm like, so I'm the same thing. I got a nice house, I got a nice ride. If I don't tell them small I do, they don't know. I got, what, 300 followers on Twitter? Nobody know me. <laughs> I ain't like, you know, like Cam and Rich, they work for the torch. And like Travis, they got hundreds and thousands of followers. They know you, like you got to, pod, like when people think about the podcast, they think about you. So they know you out there, like, damn, making moves. I'm just a dude in the show. So you telling me you Jay-Z? I'm I, no, we partners. They, I'm a solid partner. They don't, like I'm just a dude. Oh, I'm the dude that make the voices. They don't know me. Yeah, that's... No, I, I don't use my real name on Twitter anymore for reasons. I rarely talk. Like I talk a little bit about my field. I never talk about work stuff, and it's a reason for that too. It's like I don't even know. Like, I'm not trying to be famous. Yeah, because I'm like these. I'm like so. Unless I tell you about what I do, you ain't gonna know. And that's how Beans was. It's like, you know, he out here doing his thing. Cause he wasn't trying to be all fancy. He made fun of people being all out, out and about being all fancy and stuff. Like he didn't mind spending money, but it was more like we doing this handling business stuff. He's like, he was really like Bill Belichick. Cause Bill Belichick flossed too, but you would never know. Yeah, he flossed in the off season and he don't have cameras mm-hmm. around. Yeah, he'd be in there like a picture with his his little, I don't know how old his that new girl is. He out there on a boat. With a blaze on, like showing his Super Bowl rings, like yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm big dollar bill. I saw that one picture out there. He's in the boat with his girl. He had the blue sports jacket on. They was on a they was on a damn yacht. I was like, people need to stop thinking white people don't floss. 
somebody about like Rose, like it wasn't until Rolex then came out just because black people start spending money, like white people floss all the time. Well, it's always it's almost as if white people floss and they see it as normal. Rich white people, like it's not uh-huh. flossing to them. It's just like, oh, this is normal life to us. And, I, and yeah, when we do, it's like oh, you spend all your money. I'm like, because somebody was talking, you don't see Bill Gates with a Gucci, with a Gucci. But I'm like, he got a hundred and eighty million dollar house. And you think that ain't flossing? That's like the way people talk about shit like that. Sometimes you would think you're gonna see uh, Bill Gates at Walmart. Shut up. Yeah, yeah he's at Walmart. If he about to buy one. I'm like, these people be having boats the size of my block. <laughs> it's just, he ain't got Jordans on. No, he just, he just own an island. What the fuck you need an island for? If you ain't flossing. Like people, people, white people be buying castles. And y'all be getting mad at black people because they buy a Bugatti. Like, what is you talking about? What? No, black people get mad when you buy fucking Jordans. They, they, black people get mad at anything. Anything that's over $200, they're going to be mad at it. You could start a business, get a passport, but you bought some Jordans. What business I'm starting for 150 But anyway, before I start railing yeah. away. So anyway, Beans get arrested. Okay. And here's my biggest question. From the time he gets arrested to the end of the movie, how much of that stuff really happens? Oh, I think after he got arrested, I think everything else, like the the whole Jay Z phone call, all that stuff, was just made. That, that okay, made. the Jay Z phone call that goes to a mill. Let's bring it up because you no, know, at this point, we finally run to a mill who's basically a sleeper agent when she's not on the hood. And this is hilarious how they play it. Cause she just sitting on the porch talking with a girl like, yeah, I saw this girl up in the mall. She all mad at me. Cause I fucked her baby dad. He be tricking out on me good. Like she better don't let the long hair, soft toys, you know, soft voice watch, you know, like she better watch her walk. Like I'm gonna catch, you know, I saw her a Fendi bag and snoochie shoes, what she said, like basically making fun cause you wear bootleg stuff. I'm like, yeah, like I will kill that bitch. And it's like, all right. So you're thinking, okay, it's like girls just talking stuff. And then she get a call from Jay, and they talking pig Latin. CC, CC, wobble, wobble. I was like, what is, the hell? Isn't they, isn't they handle business? All right, I got you. All right, one. And she's like, what's that? Don't ever mind that. So I'm like, where in the world is this? And like, so she there on the, because at first you're thinking, okay, one, Emil was part of Rockefeller for a little bit. Mm-hmm. She was. I thought she was gonna have a bigger career. Y'all did. And then I don't know if it's like management fallout. Something fell out, and she was like, you know, I was hard headed. I was young. I didn't listen because like she was. And and that used to happen a lot with Jay Z. Like because same thing with Tierra Marie. It was like somebody be there, and then they just vanish, and you didn't hear about it till like later on. And it was kind of like she was like the first lady of Rockefeller. And to put it in perspective. Beyonce did a hook for one of Mill's songs. Yeah. The fact that that happened is just hilarious. Like, you we all start somewhere. Like, Michael Jackson did a hook for, like, Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. But that's that's because, like, you know, Barry Gordy needed a favor. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Beyonce knows. And Destiny Child was a thing. They weren't, like, super group. But they were, like, I'm, people knew who Destiny Child was. People knew who Beyonce was. And the fact that she's singing the hook... For a meal song, it's just hilarious. Just thinking that, so that's that was the level where Mill was at, like you know, because it was kind of like you couldn't only have so many rap women rappers in the top spot at one time. Absolutely, and she was in that spot for a little bit when Lil Kim and Foxy Brown was going through her problems, and Lauren Hill flamed out. 
more or less. And then, yeah, it was kind of like basically Eve and then her. Yeah, because it, mostly, it was, but mostly, mostly Eve, because she, because Emil had like a little run for like maybe a year, two years at most. I think it was a year. Yeah, and then just vanished. So that was the that was basically it is always like that with women, like you know the ruler. It was like Sith, the Sith lords. <laughs> a master and apprentice. It's like you can the most you can have was two. As soon as you got a new one, one at least one of them had to get pushed out, and normally like two of them get because even now it's kind of like. Nicki Minaj had it until Cardi B came, and then Nicki Minaj kind of like is doing her thing, and now Cardi B is doing her thing and doing movies and make the style in his hair. It's like it's those two at the top, and it's like everybody else doing their own thing. But you, you know, money. the whole Cardi thing, it's like she almost is like transitioning out. Like she know, okay, because she's in so many different stuff now. It's like she got her hands in everything. That's how you do. That's the dirty thing. Like rappers always want to do other stuff. Yeah. Like people rap is like if because you know like if I can if it's you know they always think they can play basketball. Like if I can do movies because that's where the money at. Unless you like real top and like rap like you own your own like you know Tuesday I own my own masters. <laughs> like unless you own your own stuff, it's kind of like it's you're gonna be limited to what you make on tour and you always gotta deal with the bullshit of how you know how the money split is it's mm-hmm. kind of like that's why i want that's why i'm going to movies and make movies why dm and it's just and it just shows how important dmx is and we still running too because i can kind of figure what our next movie be in so anyway i asked that it goes like how much stuff happened because it's like okay the shootout the stuff that happened at the end up didn't happen no. did the bribe did the bribe happen Mm, I'm guessing it didn't. I'm guessing he did. He just kept the money. I don't think. It, I don't think. I don't happened. know. I don't think it happened. Cause he was. Cause the way he explained, you know, the way he said he's like, oh, you know, I went out like a G, but they end up locking me up under the jail. So I'm like, okay, so when they got you, maybe well, maybe he did. Maybe the offer, and he was like, nah. He just kept the money. Yeah, maybe. It ran. It, it would have been nice if that was never mind. <laughs> but I mean, but yeah. basically, like he gets arrested. He got enough money for lawyers and all like that. You know, local crime boss, notorious crime boss Beans. He out there with his suit, like these cameras out my face, like Clover Lane. <laughs> Beans dance force. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. Get these cameras out my face, man. So he's there with his lawyers. They talking about you know it's it's an election year. They trying to put basically trying to put dope on the table, like the mayor police chief got a lot of pressure on them and it's a high profile case people getting shot millions of dollars of drugs on the street and it's like that and it's like you know you i don't want to be like y'all talking latin do your job get me out do your job and it's like you know it's like it's your word against ours it's a 50 he's like i've just been to law school and it's a 50 percent chance you get like i no i ain't doing no 50 50 eyes that means 50 percent chance i got arrested too like Get these camera pole lawyers out of here. I will not plead guilty. Basically, like beans, like, and I ain't snitching these. Don't even bring them on. Damn, we talking about they like you know trying to can't reach, can't touch seizure. He's under federal protection, anything like that. And it's like, ain't what I'm talking about. And it's like, I want you to offer him five million dollars. And oh boy, it's like this ain't his first rodeo. He's like, all right, you can stop writing this part. Like this ain't the first time you he heard about this. Like yeah. he's done before. Like you know, let's take. You know, that's to say he made up what he, you know, he made up what he said and I ain't do none of that. 
He's like, like we can try, like don't try to do it. And I'm like, he got five million dollars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not five million dollars, but just saying, it's kind of like, if he that big, yeah. I'm like, if he's that big a drug dealer in Philadelphia, yeah, he got money. He got a lot of money. I mean, if he that big, he should be able to get off, right? He like, he. Like, I mean, well, they arrest big drug dealers all the time. Oh, okay. El, El Chap El Chapo was the biggest man running, and they, they they eventually got him. It just took a few times. So, like, Beans had to be worth, I want to say, eight figures. Mm, yeah, we'll say that. Like, you know, at first I was thinking like high seven, like yeah, because he, he ain't he ain't offered five million dollars if he only got six. Let me put it to you that way. You don't seem the type. But it's like you know, and I'm thinking. If he was at the level like Marlo in the wire, and Marlo, the way they talk about that, like he was like high eights, low nines. <laughs> like by the time Marlo got out the game, was like retiring. When like Marlo was like what a hundred million dollars, like you know in the hundreds of million, like Marlo had money, money. So that's Baltimore, and that's sharing with other people. It's basically being a dame. You see how rich Dame is and how rich Jay is. So your beans had to been like what? Thirty, forty million dollars? If that. Yeah. That I'm like Philadelphia's a big city. He had and basically the way they were describing it was kinda like he ran a, a big chunk of Philadelphia. And we hear about how much and it, it wasn't like, you know, he was like a, a regular dude on the block either. It's just funny saying that. Cause I until now, I would have never guessed he'd been worth that much in the movie. But seeing how, seeing the financial dynamics, and we are actually breaking down financial dynamics of state property, seeing how the dynamics played out with how much money they had, how much money Dame had, how much stuff stuff playing off, and just thinking about it's the 2000s. Yeah. He had to have been like, no, if he ain't nine figures, he got to be at least in the eight figures. Yeah, he's, he was. He was making money. Let's just put it that way. He's making a lot of money, more money than I think I originally thought he was making. Most because he, most because like he don't have, he didn't have a boat, he didn't have a tiger. That's why <laughs> Scarface ruined how we look at wealth when it comes to drug dealers. Yeah, Tony Montana, money, Tony Montana had money, and it looked like he spent every dime he had because that man had a damn tiger. Yeah, he had a tiger. I, I don't know. And he had a bank vault, and they had like you know we had to put money in the bank, and we got thirty people carrying it because we couldn't keep it in the house anymore. Like you never saw, you know, beans made money. When you ever see them counting money though? Never. Never saw that. Because it's kind of like it's the whole thing. It's like you know, even they dealing with cash business. You, um, this is one of the few drug dealer movies where it's kind of like. You knew they made money, but you never really saw them counting money like that. You just assumed they was making money, and you only knew it based on like certain transactions. So anyway, that's the whole thing. But Beans doesn't necessarily trust Caesar as he shouldn't, because like you know, D Nice the only one that's like I guess D Nice and Baby Boy the one that escaped because Peanut got, <laughs> Peanut got arrested too. He's like you know you the only man I got not can trust. It's like you know I got a plan. It's what I want to do. And this is where it's like okay, all the stuff that happens after this. It's fantasy land stuff. And it makes sense because I'm like, if it wasn't, how was this gonna work? What was right. the what was the end game? What was the end game of this? Exactly. <laughs> because I mean it, <laughs> I don't even know. Cause the end 
I think when I initially watched it, I was just like, whoa, we going out like this? And then when he heard him talking, I was like, oh, okay. So... Because yeah. the only way this works is if they say Beans had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and he's just an innocent bystander. Yeah. So anyway, so basically the plan shows up. The nice and baby boy show up at the courthouse. And baby boy's in there. No. Baby boy's got a suit on. The nice rocking the wheelchair. And they get all searched like what's going on. And they go through the metal detectors and you know they give them a hard time. D nice does the whole Kevin Nash thing, jumps out, takes the gun from the guard, shoots the guard. Baby boy gets another gun, shoots them. So they were already murdered like two or three police guards <laughs> at this point. Beans here this, Caesar here this, cause like, you know, the cops are like, we're gonna go get a donut, we'll be right back. You're like, y'all leaving me? And it's like, you know, he get an eye to beans, being getting the eye, like, yeah, you know, I need five million dollars, you know what to say. That's what he think. So he they run in the courthouse after murdering like two or three people. Hand a gun to Bean. I hand a gun to Beans. Shoot Caesar. Caesar's out of there. Just because I, you know, I guess I don't trust. My whole thing is like this. Okay. So you killing Caesar so you don't testify. It don't matter at this point. Okay. So yeah, he didn't do the whole drug thing. Y'all just murdered three police officers. Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So I'm like, what was the end game plan? And his girl is there yeah. at the courthouse. Yeah, his girl is there too at the courthouse. And kids. So they, all this stuff is going on, and they shooting out with the cops. D nice gets shot, and then you know it's the then it's just like you know beans and baby boys shoot more cops. Black dude with the Tims come in, and he back, and it's more shot than. Baby boy gets shot, then Beans, the last man standing. Somehow, nine police officers, including a bunch of detectives, die. And it's just Beans, he out there celebrating, like, you know, I run this, things like that. And meanwhile, Emil is just strolling in, like that assassin from like Scarface. She just, you know, got the, got the Hillary Clinton pantsuit on, hair all laid out, just walking in there, comes up from behind Beans, blow, walks away. Like, damn, all laid out. He's like, man, what the fuck was D Nice and Baby Boy thinking? <laughs> How did that phone call go then? I'm like, what did he? That's what I'm trying to figure out. If, because the way Beans was talking, like, Beans didn't know that was the, Beans wasn't thinking that was the plan either. So, what did he, what was that phone call supposed to be? Because the, the way I, the way I'm taking it is he wanted them to basically be snipers all of a sudden <laughs> because I don't know what else they could have did to get to Caesar. They, I don't know what the end game was. It's like you get the Caesar and Beans not implicated. I'm trying to figure out how that works. I'm trying to figure out how that works. See, that's what I said. Like basically, it got you basically you. do that. And, you basically do that and like get away. Like, yeah, I, all right. You should have called dead shot and Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said the movie gets shaky at the end. But then we all find out, like, you no, know, yeah, we all like a gangster. Like, nah, ain't how, that's ain't how it go in real life. They threw me under the jail. And it's like, you know, but they're going to remember my name and everything like that because I'm state property. It basically this whole thing is like, you know, I had my run and no matter what have they remember me. And that's how the movie ends, which is more realistic. It's like, you know, not this whole shootout stuff. And it would be fine as a standalone movie. Perfectly fine. But when you but make, it was, when you it make a profit, it wasn't. 
And it's funny, the, three years later, decided to make state property too. Yeah, so it wasn't a quick reaction. So I'm wondering, did word of mouth get the money? DVD had yeah. to bring because that's because that's I got it on DVD, and that's when I found out about it, and that's when I like I first heard about it, and I I remember watching it with my stepbrother stuff like that, and we was just laughing because that whole scene with him and um when he shoot the hand the dude that rolled the weed up is just <laughs> hilarious. So I know we were gonna, we weren't going to talk about it. But we're gonna talk about a little bit. So yes, yeah, so this movie did well enough between, you know, theatrical release and DVD sales. Which most hood movies make a lot of money from their most of them went from DVD sales. And that was actually a thing. That three years later they did a sequel. That was directed by Damon Dash. Who clearly forgot about this movie. <laughs> State Property 2. And it's kind of like they just took the idea. It's kind of like they lost. It's like they figured we throw more money in there, make it better. It's like it's a reason why we didn't talk about state property too, because it sucked. Oh, it's bad, and it's bad because state property plays it straight, more or less. This one, Beans is playing it straight, and nobody else is. Everybody else is giving the wink and nod in the camera. Yeah, everybody else. And it's like, it just, you know, and it's kind of like, all, you know, they talk about stunt casting. It's a whole lot of stunt casting. It's like, you know, the main co-star is basically Noriega. And and to be fair, he's actually very enjoyable in this movie. Like, he's he's funny, you know. Yeah. Like, it's about El, El Placa. <laughs> like that subplot, you know, freeway is in it. And I wonder, like, I guess freeway was in the first one because he was locked up. I think so. I think that's what it yeah. was. Because it's like that made sense. Everybody else was in there. Freeway was in there. And like, freeway was a decent actor, too, in the second one. Like, but it's like Angie Martinez is in there. So, basically, Loon, mm-hmm. Kanye West is making a cameo. Bernard Hawkins, ODB is the rest in peace, old dirty bastards to cook. They ain't washing his hands, making burgers. So, yeah, it's like the budget was bigger. The budget was $2 million. It made one point, like 1.7 at the box office. So it, made, it cost almost triple the first one and made less than the first one. Because it was just like, it was, oh, I forgot Rosalind Sanchez was in this. The district attorney, good Lord. I'm looking at the cast and I'm like, oh, we sold to believe that Dan was married to Mar- to a woman like Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I saw it at the movie theater. It was like four or five other people. And within 10 minutes, I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> and it's, it, this, is like a, this was like a vanity project. Like mm-hmm. a, the yeah. Dame, Dad, like Dame Dad show. And it just, they played it for slapstick. Like literal slapstick in a lot of cases. And it just did not work. And they just, it's the whole thing. Like, you know, you lost the essence of what made them. It's like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You forgot what made the first one work. You think thinking throwing more money, I was going to make it better. And it did not. The first one worked? Because they played it straight. They played it straight in the first one? State property? Or oh, Mortal I thought, Kombat? I'm talking about Mortal Kombat. No, Mortal Kombat, they, I mean, it's jokes and stuff, but it ain't corny they they play it they play it it's jokes in there but they play it relatively straight 
okay. more or less. Beside Christopher Lambert <laughs> okay, and Jaden, who's having fun. It's like everybody else plays the roles the way the roles. Everybody <laughs> plays a character the way the character's supposed to be. You know, it ain't. It's nothing cringy about. Like, it's some parts in part two that's like, what is this shit? Like between the special effects and the acting, it's just horrible. I'm not saying Mortal Kombat One is like a masterpiece, but like they play their roles to the best of their ability. Like you know, beside Raiden, <laughs> like Liu Kang is supposed to be Luke, like Johnny Cage feel like Johnny Cage, Sonya feel like Sonya, Shang Tsung definitely feel like Shang Tsung. Like it's like the people play. It's, it's the same thing with State Property. They play it straight. <laughs> we have to do Mortal Kombat there. Just, just off Christopher Lambert, because <laughs> I'm sure that he say, "Oh, you know, we're gonna do this Mortal Kombat game. Do you know anything about it? I don't know shit about it. Are you giving me a check? I'll do it." But he's funny. It's funny in it. And it's funny talking about how he wanted to do. It's just funny reading about that. And it's like they wanted Sean Connery, but he didn't want to travel, so they got Christopher Lambert, and then they got our man Gamby for the sequel. Yeah, Gamby. He, boy, I tell you, he's done a lot of movies that I haven't realized I've seen. And when I see him in it now, if I watch them, I'm like, oh shit, he was in this movie. Getting them checks, but no, that's state property. That was a thing. It was a time that Bing Seagull was a credible. You know, it's that was different. The air, they don't. It's funny they won't do it anymore. Like this whole hood movie stuff, and I miss them. That's true. They do not I mean, do these movies anymore. Yeah, it's because it's kind of like. Who would do them? I don't know, but you would think that these movies have. I mean, those these movies have audiences, but it's like now they be they show up on like Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. even then, it's kind of like the actors that would do them. Like Two Chains is going to do a TV show. Like he going to do a show on Vice. He ain't going to like. I'm trying to think. Was who was Future do a movie? No. He, I mean, he could because it's like Future definitely has a presence and charisma about him. If I had I mean, to get, but it's like I don't know if it's like is he good enough? You know what it is? I love in hip hop, kind of messed that up. You think so? Because it's like it's an audience for it, but you're not gonna pay for it anymore. You'll watch it on Netflix. You'll watch it like on streaming or like on TV. But it's like I bought a I bought the Blu-ray for this. People used to buy Blu-rays and DVDs for this. Like Master P made a whole career out of doing this. This like is it's not gonna come out in a movie theater. No. So like like a movie like that small budget is not gonna come out in a movie theater anymore. Cause like that movie doesn't doesn't really exist. So it's gonna be on Netflix. Nef is Netflix doing this? No. Like that's the whole thing. So. Like it's kind of like they. It's their demographic, but not really. Like they'll do hip hop stuff, but they ain't gonna do hood movies. It's kind of like it's not really a. It's a market for it, but people ain't paying for it anymore. Streaming, streaming and cable messed this up. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you just you would just think. Look how many movies like we don't have John Singleton no more. So your big budget, as far as come going to the movie theaters, that's not happening now. Uh, and people that looked up to him that you know did movies after him i don't know what happened to those i guys. mean it's still no here's the thing and we're going to soon wrap up could be some of the whole black genre thing up until there was a time like you know 
like in the 80s, there's a lot of big black movies people just forgot about. But it's all like Eddie Murphy. Like, coming to America made a whole lot of money. Yeah. And people like sell chocolates and like, you know, House Party was a thing. Yeah. Like you had both small, you had stuff like House Party and then you had stuff like Boomerang. Like you had mid-budget and like that. And then Eddie Murphy kind of stopped doing them because he did like more mainstream stuff like Nutty Professor. So we had like the hood so like, you know, we had New Jack City, we had Juice, Minister Society, Boys in the Hood, and all that stuff came in. Then we had the rom-com era, like Soul Food. In the wood and the best man, all that. And every time they came out, they made money. I might be like, I can't believe this movie made money. I'm like, you can't believe that black people saw a movie with black people in it and they all like drug dealers. Like, yes, that's a thing. And we had that run from like what the late 90s to early 2000s. No, back when we like because the best man, too. I remember you know, people were so shocked. Oh, I can't believe this movie made that no, much money. I'm just, I'm just, but they never learned their lesson. I'm just saying, like, we had that run back with like. Because this was a run like we had TV shows, like every black comedian had a TV show, and I ain't just talk about like, Steve. Like, damn, Mark Curry had one. Dave, like, what's the name? Not hanging with Mr. Cooper. The other one, the corny one, the light skinned dude. I don't know. It was another one. Like, to the point was like everybody had one. Yeah, but everybody did have one. And, like Eve had a show that lasted three seasons. Which Eve. is which is it's crazy because I remember the show, but I don't remember it being three seasons. It was three seasons. It it came on as the show like with Lisa. It came on right before the show with Lisa Ray. Second time around, or like all of us, something like that, where they just and they kicked the least Neil to the curb just to put Lisa Ray back with the X after the end of season two. So like black people was on TV up until like up until UPN combined with WB. And then a lot of those movies they stopped making and the shows just went away. And if it wasn't for Tyler Perry, it was a whole, it would have been a whole generation of black people in the work without him. Yeah, you had to really put me on in that because I have my issues with Tyler Perry. But thinking about a it. Of, a lot of people do. Yeah. Angela, Bassett, Angela Bassett wasn't even working anymore. Yeah. And now look at her now. Yeah, if it, if it wasn't for him, a lot, your Taraja P. Henson, your Idris, El, Idris Elba, like of people, Gabriel, Sonali, Sonali, then got back in the game. Like, Janet Jackson did two movies for this man. Yeah, and Janet Jackson he got to work like Michael Jai White. Do, do we get Black Dynamite if we don't see him? And nope. you know, why did I get married? No, we just like we just remember him like the dude that played Mike Tyson and the dude that played Spawn. That's it. It's like well, it's, so you know, I um, I hope that changes with. The uh, I want to see how well uh, black uh, not black dynamite but uh, Dolomite did as far as Eddie Murphy because that's an all pretty much an all black class. So I, w- I wonder what the numbers and how good that did because hopefully we can start I'm, getting back to that. We will because people went there for the fact that he did because it's like it's all it takes is one, and it's kind of like you either had you either like Will Smith or you was like small time like you know. Basically, it was like it was a whole era where we didn't get any more. And if it wasn't for Tyler Perry, we wouldn't have got it at all. And now we get stuff like Girls Trip and now Kevin Hart's a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we, we get stuff now. And people still get surprised, but, like, we get TV shows. Like, you know, Blackish is a thing. That wasn't a thing before. You know, like, we, we get stuff now that we didn't get before. Like, Snowfall was a thing. It is a thing now. Like, we get shows. And 
but we don't get these type of movies anymore because raps change. Like we used to have, you know, when people talk about Def Jam Vendetta, yeah, like, yeah, EA Sports, EA made fighting games with rappers <laughs> that were very good. They made two great ones. It's I can't even fathom they doing that now. Yeah, because I don't. You know what's almost subject to think is that the the acts out now aren't as big as the acts were back then. That's what that almost makes you feel like. Because I remember you got LL Cool J, um, Red Man in the game, Snoop Dogg in the video game. Like you got no. all these people in the video game, and then yeah. we just we just got rappers. That that's I it. mean, it's it, the funny thing is, Def Jam was big enough that they could have had a fight. They basically had a fighting roster that was basically just them. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Like, just people on, like, the first one was just people on Def Jam. The second one added other people, you know? So it's just, and like celebrity stuff. No, it's just rap's more popular than it's ever been. But this beyond, like, I guess we can wrap up because it was related to the state property. My main complaint I've always made is like, it's rap's just different, like how we listen to it, where it's like, it's easier to, to listen to music than it's ever been before. And, more people get a chance than they ever been, but it's the same. A lot of stuff that sound the same. It's the sameness sound to a lot of stuff. And it's like, I know I'm old, and I'm not talking about rap is better or worse. I had that whole like we're back in my day and yada yada yada. Yeah, that stuff's crap, whatever. But it's just kind of like, how many big rappers are there? That's like big, big. Like Drake's the biggest that everybody knows. Kendrick Lamar. Um, is Travis Scott considered a rapper? I don't know, cause I don't even know. Yeah, he, no. I don't even know he considered himself a rapper. Yeah, cause it, cause that's the whole thing. It's kind of like stuff has changed, where it's like now, where you just don't like Kendrick Lamar is like the biggest rapper that just raps. Yeah. Everybody else is like rap that sing. I think it's like it goes. The biggest personality, unfortunately, is Kanye. The biggest act is Drake. And you know you would have to do them like that. Yeah, like it's like if you look at like who's the biggest like it's Drake and Cardi B. And then you're gonna look at like make like you're gonna look at Megan. You're gonna look at Future. You're gonna look at like we probably the wrong people talking about like it's a certain level where it's like it's people known like it's easy to get known. We wonder like how big they are yeah. until you hear them. Like I know who Lizzo was. Oh, I know. I mean, I've heard the name, but I didn't know who she was, how big it is. Like, it's, you can be real big and not be known to a certain thing. So it's it's a different type of regional, where it's like, before it used to be regional back on where you lived at, where it's like, I live in the East Coast, so I listen to most of the East Coast. Like, I knew people from the South, but it's like, UGK wasn't a big deal to me. I knew who they were. So it's like, basically, like, if you weren't outcast, like, you know, like Outkast was somebody that everybody knew once they got a certain point. Pastor Troy, you had to listen to that genre of music, like know who Pastor Troy was. But if you lived there, you knew who you knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like you can listen to somebody and they can be big and still a lot of people might not have heard of them. Like it's like you got to be big, big for everybody here. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it doesn't have anything to do. It doesn't have anything to do with region. And part of that's New York. And a lot. And the biggest thing was happening. Like New York used to run rap. And now Atlanta does. So, and New York still feels a certain way about it. And, you know, that's New York's fault. Y'all had the ball, y'all dropped the ball. Mm, yeah. I mean, 
from what I gather. Well, I've learned what I've seen. That's just basically, you know, and nobody wants saucy. everybody you look saucy about it. Yeah, everybody kind of blame Fifty, which I don't. I don't blame him. I don't know why. I'm like, dang, his fault. It's kind of like what happened was rap journalism was still stuck in one period. They didn't adapt. New York rap didn't adapt, and they still salty. But I'm like, okay, it comes in. Look, y'all had y'all run. It comes in peaks. It comes in peaks and valleys. Y'all didn't handle y'all stuff, and that's how it go. And like, really, does it? This region shouldn't matter that much anymore. You make music, you make music. You don't. That, that used to be a thing. It's still a thing. It still matters. It shouldn't matter, but it still matter. But that's how. Like, go ahead. No, I was about to say it's only a thing. I think when you initially coming out as an act, once you make it to a certain point, nobody cares. Like nobody's nobody's sitting there saying, "Oh, uh, Chance the Rapper, Chicago." No, they just go Chance the Rapper. You know him. Yeah. You don't. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you don't know Kendrick Lamar is West Coast because he says it, but it's like it doesn't feel West Coast the way Snoop Dogg in the game felt West Coast. Like when you listen to them, that's how it sounds. Yeah, you definitely knew. <laughs> but Atlanta is the only place where it's like you can tell Atlanta person you can tell it's Atlanta, even though they they don't contrary to popular belief they don't all sound the same. But you can tell they're from Atlanta if that makes sense. Yeah, you know. So, but it's like that's just how it go. But no, that's basically state property, and that's a bygone era where they used to do certain movies, and that could actually become a thing. And people go to movie theater to see it, and that area doesn't exist. Where someone like Beanie Siegel, that was basically like a regional rapper, could drop platinum albums, make enough money to buy his mama Rolls Royce, and be the star of two movies. Yeah, that is. State property. That's episode. Rags the rags, rags the riches back to rags. Episode number two. Um, episode three. I'm a little nervous about because on Twitter, Belly is leading with 38 percent. Uh, in the second place is Training Day with twenty nine percent. I expected Peyton Full and Juice to have more, but it's not. And on Facebook, I have some votes. I haven't checked them yet. And for some reason, Shahid decided to vote again <laughs> on Instagram with Belly. And I'm not counting that. Why not? Absolutely not. You only get one vote, sir. Mm-hmm. One vote. But it's going to be interesting. I think Belly is going to be the one that's going to end up winning, uh, which is fine. I just have ooh, a lot to unpack about that movie. It's hype. A, whole, a whole lot, yeah. It's a. It's looking at it like a two-hour video. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, yep. That's episode number two. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know we went long. This may be a thing always, but you can always stop and play later. That's why, you know, we got devices, cool devices now. Um, yes. Anyway, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and on Facebook. And if you want to follow Shahid, you can follow him on Twitter at Philly Drugs. And we are out.